Big Gang Gamer Radio. Radio. Tune in to listen to us talk about John Snackbeard, Charlie's tooting his own horn, my destiny, and video game conspiracy theories. Gamer Radio, Radio starts now. Uh, this is uh, Gamer Head Radio. Uh, I'm the goat. <laughs> He's so tired he can barely remember his name. Goat just woke up. Like, like he woke up when we were kind of supposed to be on the air and was like, oh, fuck, I'm supposed to be on the show. So if Goat sounds a little sleepy, it's because he's... I'll, I'll get it. Right, yeah, I'll get around to it. I've been out for... Well, we're up to about two minutes now, so... Amazing. <laughs> well, I am Charlie Technotron of Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. And I am uh, Jonathan Santiago, uh, a.k.a. Fallon Neckbeard fucking Flynn. <laughs> you do have something I, of a neckbeard. I have a neckbeard today. Um, I, we'll get into it coming up but with what we did with our week. But uh, I'm on vacation, technically. Staycation, we'll call it. That is, that is very exciting. I'm very happy that you finally got to have one of those. Yeah. Well, it must be nice. For what it's been, I'll, you know, it hasn't really been what I hoped. But uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, Goat, since uh, since you're out and about on the road, um, why don't you tell us about your your uh, road pirate ultra warrior adventures out there? Well, today we did a uh, Sonic Boom, which is a festival. It's in uh, the hell are we, Wisconsin, somewhere. Oh, somewhere right Wisconsin. The corner. Yeah, Janesville, I Janesville. think I saw. Janesville. That's, oh yeah, shit! Yeah, like, you're like an hour and a half yeah. from here. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm almost home, but nowhere near it. It's kind of a mind fuck. Um, <laughs> So we got a quick bit early day today, so it worked out like we we're going to be on the show today, which was awesome. As before, I missed last week. We all did, but I was working. But uh, mm-hmm. it's been all right. It's been fun. Um, just did the the machine shop last night, and that is like the holy grail of metal. So that is a cool fucking but, room. Always yeah. had to get a shirt and t shirt and an iron sweatshirt and all that shit. You know, got to get my 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 gear down. So, um, other than that, um, I think the most exciting thing we've had is our merch guy get really drunk and peed in our front of house's uh, bunk. Excellent. Sounds <laughs> like a so far very successful tour. I'm talking about yeah. behind the scenes stuff because people don't realize there's a show that goes on behind the show. And that show oh, yeah. can be just as entertaining as the one that hits the stage, sometimes more depending on who you're on the road with. So, uh, yep, it's, yeah. uh, it's a circus within a circus. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Charlie, what about you? How was your week, man? You know, I, I feel like touring, like like going on a tour, is just like a con in a different format in some weird ways. <laughs> it's, it, 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 unfortunately, it is. it's the same. It's the same people, though. It's the same talent uh, for the entire two months of con, as you put it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, and nothing really out of the ordinary on my side of things. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're less than a month away from cider fest now. So we're really in that home stretch of, uh, of, uh, just, uh, getting stuff done, um, of all the, everything needs to be done pre-con, um, schedule is now completely up all a hundred plus, of, uh, panels and events and everything, Good um, are all up, all up on, uh, on our website. You know, I, 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 I need to kind of pat myself on the back here just a little bit, which I don't do too often, but I'm going to do it now is, um, I'm, I'm just really proud of our website this year. Um, we, uh, I, I went to the extent of, um, Every every single obviously all of our guests of honor and our musicians and our community guests all have profiles and everything on our website. But I went to the extent of giving every single one of our panelists a little profile on our website, and each panelist profile 
has a little like a little, a little mini schedule of that particular panelist events over the weekend so you can like you can just you can really see from like many different angles like you know if there's a specific person you want to see all the events that they're currently signed up to be hosting and um i i you know i can't say it's the best con website in the world i can't say that it, uh yeah I'm, I'm sure we're not the first con website of this of a con of this size to ever do that but it's the first one that i've seen anyways and so i'm, I'm just really proud of it um Excellent. a lot of a uh, lot of extra effort on uh, on me and my web team's part so you're right. It's not very often that you toot your own horn. So good, good. You deserve you deserve recognition for your hard work, Charlie. Yeah. Or maybe um, we yeah, should say toot well, his own beard. That yeah. sounds better. Well, I mean, yeah. he's married, so he probably shouldn't be tooting his horn as much as he needs to. I mean, it's like kind of a single guy thing, isn't it? Um, not in the slightest goat, but that's something completely no. different. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong it's horn. Like, uh, it's like it's like almost eighty different profiles up on the website between uh, panelists and guests and everybody. And so yeah, it was, wow. it was, it was a lot Christ. of work, but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, I keep on saying it, but um, Cyberfest is going to be bigger and uh, in every way than uh, better than uh, than previous years. And so, well, we've got John Delancey, so there's that. So that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, which, 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 <laughs> which, by the way, um, we uh, we added a special event um, called. I want, actually, I'm going to pull this up. I want to make sure I get this right. Um, uh, John Delancey, uh, you may or may not know, is actually a big poetry buff, and um, one of the things that, which you know, he's in the theater a lot, and so I guess that's not that that uh, that far of a stretch to uh, to believe. But um, one of the things that he um, uh, offers at certain conventions is to have a ticketed event where he reads um, um, one or more selections of poetry. And so we opted to add one of those to our schedule. And the event is called An Intimate Evening of Dramatic Readings, Playful Discussions, and Other Chaotic Surprises with John Delancey. Um, And uh, at his request, this is an 18-plus event. So let your mind wander... <laughs> Fortunately, I do not have to. <laughs> one of the guys that runs the thing. That's one of that's one of the, the, the cipher. Oh, I'm um, sorry, sorry. Charlie put an alarm on 16 times so he doesn't miss this event. Yes, that. Um, so, so yeah, just just kind of let your mind wander a bit at what a what an 18 plus um, event with John Delancey might 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 be like. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, much, um, but uh, much like most of the erotic fan fiction panels I've seen with Mister Agitator. Oh God, <laughs> I um I don't I don't think it'll I don't think it'll be quite that lewd, but uh, you never know. Um, we can hope. We we can hope. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's going to be a good time. Um, but uh, so so that's me. And so John, uh, over to you. How has your last uh, last full two weeks been? Um, it's been it's been. I, so I'm, I'm on vacation, and uh, the, 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 the short version of this for everybody is, is that I don't take vacations. I, the last time I took a vacation that was actually a vacation for the purpose of taking a vacation was three years ago. I went to uh, Deadwood, North Dakota, and, and the Black Hills of North Dakota with my, uh, my parents, actually, and spent uh, a week just fucking hanging out, man, in the mountains, and I considered never coming back. Um, and so that was the last time I took a vacation. Anytime I take time off from, from what I do during the day is either for V surveillance, uh, school, or very rarely, but occasionally Gamerhead Radio. Uh, not so much in this last year. In the last, well, last like eight months, I'd say. But um, those are the only times I ever take off work. And it's, so it's kind of like taking off from the day job to go do more work, different work that I like more than that. Um, but it's still work. So it just kind of reached a point of burnout. So I took some time off. Uh, originally, 
to go see Mr. Uh, one-time B-Squad co-host uh, Ryan on graduate from basic uh, military training uh, in the Air Force. By the way, small update, wow. he did graduate. I spoke to him on the phone earlier today. Um, I got a fucking, like, kind of mind-boggling picture from him in the mail of his uh, his graduation photo uh, from from the military, which I'm, I'm, he'll probably fucking kill me and hate me forever. But this is this is Ryan's uh, military graduation photo. He is he is officially an airman of the United States Air Force. Um, and he no one heard like- from John again. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He he looks like he, he looks like he's like about to. Like he looks like he's like holding. Can you put that picture up again? Yeah, it looks right. it looks like he's holding back a laugh or like I don't know. Just like it looks like there there's a snicker. Like there, there, will, there there's some sort of hidden hidden like mischievous glee in I that expression will of his. Give to you the one the one fragment because you know Ryan Ryan's a very private man. I don't want to discuss you know the conversations we had, but Ryan. Ryan did say, I sent you a photo. He talked to me on the phone. Sent you a photo from graduation of my stupid, smirking, beardless face. He is very angry that he has to shave his beard off for the next four years, every day, forever. So, um, you know, he... You can, he, you can have a mustache if you wanted, right? Just not just nothing below the lip? No, the Air Force doesn't allow you to have shit. Anything, uh, really. Unless you have a waiver for it, like a beard waiver. Um, is that a thing that exists a beard waiver? Yeah, because some some people's religions require them to grow a beard, you know what I mean? Um there are oh, also in, in the okay, Air Force right. like if you're if you're a, a Sikh, you can actually have a beard and there are Air Force turbans for Sikhs now. That's oh. that's a fairly new very new thing. Right, so they're cool. they're trying to be a little more progressive. But um anyways, uh you know, let's put a cork in in uh um um soldier head radio, airman head radio. Um and and move on. He's doing really yeah, the well. reason why I asked the just, I just, just, to, just to clarify, the reason why I asked about the mustache is I know for like firemen, for example, they yeah. can't have facial hair because of the air mask they need to wear. It needs to get a seal. That's why yeah. a lot of firemen only have the mustaches because yeah. that's yeah. all they can have. So yeah, I just I assumed it was something similar. Oh, but, yeah. no, I thought it was no. just the 80s. No, 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 <laughs> not, not at all. Um, but anyways, so so I spoke to him. I was originally going to go down there to hang with him uh, for graduation, but the cost to travel down there it was fucking exorbitant. Even with weeks, uh, you know, of advance notice, it was just too much. It was just too much. So uh, as it turns out, he's going to end up being stationed for tech school at the Air Force base that my father was stationed at in Biloxi, where I grew up and my brother was born So oh. um, for, for tech school. So I told him, hey, man, I'll just come down there and hang with you and we'll fucking catch up, you know, on a weekend or something where I'll be able to hang with you for the whole weekend, not just like five hours before they throw you back in your uh, military prison cell. So, um, you know, he, he's doing really well. So that was, that was the first part of my week was the plan. So last weekend, um, I got, I got sick last weekend and, uh, spent the first three days of my vacation laid up, uh, just in agony. So that was not fun. Uh, not the vacation I planned for after that. Um, I spent most of the week, honestly, just playing with my son, man, you know, um, hanging out with my boy, getting some extended time with my boy and my wife and uh, playing a fuckload of video games. <laughs> so uh, I'll talk about what I played coming up. But uh, that, that was my week. Uh, also helping my brother for a small portion of time yesterday take apart the studio because he is moving and moving the studio, and that has been quite a thing all week, which is done, though. It's, it's finished. So that was, that was my week. That's everything we had. Charlie, surely some video games are going to be coming out this week that the people may or may not want to play. May, may I just point out that we lead very very different lives yeah. extraordinarily different lives yes mm-hmm. 
Um, John, as it happens, yes, there are, in fact, some video games coming out Yay. this week. Um, so on Tuesday, October 4th, we're getting Atari Flashback Classics Volumes 1 and 2, two separate releases of coming Ooh. out for the Xbox One and the PS4. Because they couldn't. Party. Because they couldn't, they had they had, they they needed two Blu-ray discs to fit all the Atari games. Okay, sure. I'm sure, um, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's all the Atari games. All. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that could fit on a CD, let alone a Blu-ray. But, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, then we've got a Bastard's Tale coming out on the PS4. Uh, Aragami coming out on the PS4. Rocksmith 2014 Edition Remastered. I don't know why they just didn't call it 2016 edition, but okay. Coming out yeah, on the PS4. That's, that's kind of stupid, but all right. <laughs> Coming on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PC. Dead uh, Dead Synchronicity, Tomorrow Comes Today. Okay. Okay, that's a title. Coming out on the Xbox One and the PS4. Uh, Rogue, <laughs> Rogue Stormers, coming out on the PS1 and the, <laughs> X, uh, uh, the PS1. No, the Xbox One and the PS4. Uh, Spake... Uh, my words have failed me. Uh, Space Hulk Ascension coming out on the PS4. Viking Squad <laughs> coming out on the PS4 and the PC. Uh, Warhammer The End Times, comma, Vermintide. Okay. Coming out on the Xbox One and the PS4. And uh, Wheels of Aurelia coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the Wii U. On Wednesday, October 5th, Slain Back from Hell coming out on the Xbox One. And Thursday, October 6th, Syndrome is coming out on the PC. Friday, October 7th, uh, Mafia 3 is coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PC. Paper Mario Color Splash is coming out on the Wii U. Uh, the Silver Case is coming out on the PC. WRC 6 is coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PC. And Five Nights at Freddy's Sister's loca- or Sister Location is coming out on the PC. Apparently, yet another game in the series. Uh, looking into the future... Uh, oh my good lord next week is going to be a long list of so skipping platforms on Monday October 10th 100 foot robot golf uh, on Tuesday October 11th Criminal Girls 2 Party Favors <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's I'm a pre-order saying, for Charlie uh, no no what? no <laughs> um, uh, Dragon Quest Dragon Quest Builders Gil- Gears of War 4 Metal Gear Solid 5 The Definitive Experience Rise of the Tomb Raider Blood Ties, Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-Year Celebrations. Uh, that's the PS4 release of the game finally coming out. Um, Ruse, R-U-E-S, uh, Sunless Sea, Submariner, that's with a Z for z- instead of <laughs> reasons, uh, WWE 2K17, and Valkyrie Drive Bukhuni. Uh, that's all coming out on Tuesday, October 11th, Wednesday, October 12th, Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour. And on Thursday, October thirteenth, ah, no wonder this list is so long. We're getting, um, we're getting uh, the, the 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 PlayStation Virtual Reality, the PSVR, is, is getting its release, and all of the games associated associated with that oh, 50, are coming out. Fifty um, titles, though, uh, a lot of uh, well, this list is comprised of Ace Banana, Batman Arkham VR, Crazy Machines Three, Drive Club VR, Moto Racer Four, Riggs Mechanized Combat League, Star Wars Battlefront, X Wing VR Mission, Res Infinite, Roller Coaster Dreams, Shadow Warrior Two. Uh, that's a PC title. Sorry, um, not all these are PSVR. Uh, almost all of them, but not all of them. Um, Super Hypercube, Thumper, World War Tunes, and Yesterday Origins. Most of those are PSVR titles. Uh, others for other platform. And Friday, October fourteenth, Disney Magical World Two, Hatsune Miku VR Future Live, Farming Simulator Seventeen. 
uh, and the uh, two games that were in my release list earlier, and so Kotaku might be confused. But um, but uh, yeah, so lo- yeah, long list of games there. Um, so just looking at the next week, though, um, I just saw a commercial today for Mafia Three on TV, and I am actually very interested in this game. Actually, really? It actually looks really good. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it looks bland as hell. Really? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, like, all I've also I... never been a big proprietor of the Mafia series. It's always felt, I've always liked the idea of the setting of the games. Mm-hmm. They've always felt like I could do this better in Grand Theft Auto. I, well, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't expect it to be as good as Grand Theft Auto V, to be sure, clear. Sure. Um, I also have not played uh, also any of the earlier Mafia games too, uh, as well, so I don't really have any sense of, you know, comparison there. But just the one commercial I saw today for Mafia 3 was very compelling to me. Um, it'll probably you know we'll, we'll see how reviews go. See if I even consider picking it up or not. But uh, but yeah. But uh, are you are you guys looking for anything on this list? On the- um, I am vaguely interested in Gears of War four. I don't. I'm not expecting it to be good though. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I I want it to be, but I just with Cliff Cliff Blazinski not being involved. I mean, whether you like or dislike that guy, I mean, he was he was the beating heart of that series, and uh, I like the Gears of War games for what they are. I mean, I chalk them up to the video game equivalent of big dumb popcorn flicks, but they're really well done, well made, big dumb popcorn flicks, and I enjoy them, uh, even if I don't think they're very smart. Um, I always feel like you got a good bang for your buck with those games. Like you, you got a complete game, you got a full game, you got a. I mean, everything was there. So I want this game to be good. But I, I'm not buying it. I've, I've been burned no. so much by day one titles in, in the last two years that I'm just I'm going to wait and see how the shit pans out. But that's, that's kind of it. There's not really anything else. Other than the PlayStation VR, which, by the way, a little birdie um, that wears a top hat told me that he is probably picking up a PSVR at launch. And then he said that the, the fine gents from Gamerhead Radio will be invited over to play with that VR unit so that we can talk about it on the show. Well, does does this top-headed birdie have one pre-ordered? Because my understanding is that's the only way to get one right now. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it, so we'll see. Even if he has to wait to get one, he'll whatever, you know. But my brother's a PlayStation nut, so oh yeah, yeah, that's crap. All the cool cool stuff happens when I'm out doing cool stuff. That's what you get for going out and being a fucking road pirate. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take it. And then, um, yes, uh, to answer a question Dustin Falconer put up in chat, yes, uh, the Gears 4 is one of those um, uh, Play Anywhere Xbox One titles, which I'm, I'm, I understand why, but I'm a little disappointed that I didn't, I didn't quite catch in the initial release that um, it's digital purchase only. Like and so so because I uh, Recore was the first one to come out I believe that was a, a Play Anywhere title. I bought the physical mm-hmm. copy. Um, I'll talk more about that when we get into what we've been playing, but. Um, the uh, I, I was disappointed to find out that there wasn't like a code in the box that like enabled like the the play anywhere functionality. It's only for digital mm-hmm. purchases from Whoa. from yeah. Be- and I, under- I technically I understand why it's that way. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I just I had I just didn't think about it, and so I was disappointed. Well, physical is going the way way of the dodo because even like the ultimate editions and all that for like your games are yeah. only digital. Like if you yeah. get the upgraded version, you can't get it on disc anymore. Yeah, Dustin, I would be surprised if it was on Steam. I, I have a feeling like you're going to have to buy it from the from the from the Microsoft Store. Um, it might As be uh, they own it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, All I, of I mean, it. possible, but I, I doubt it. I, I'm, I'm sure that'll have to be a direct from Microsoft purchase, which you'd want to do so that you, if you eventually got an Xbox One, you could play it digitally on that too with the same purchase. 
Um, it's not it's digital specifically from Microsoft sources, not digital digital from anywhere. Um, so yeah, but uh, but uh, but yeah. Um, and then I actually don't know anything about this Paper Mario game. Do you guys know anything about uh, about uh, Paper? What was it? Uh, Paper Mario Color Splash? Nope. But I'm, gonna I'm do some guessing it's a black right and white game. Paper <laughs> um, uh, Color Splash it. is an upcoming action adventure video game developed by Intelligent Systems and published by Nintendo for the Wii U. Um, uh, yeah, somehow this completely was not on my radar at all. It looks really yeah. nice, though. Yeah, it looks really good. Nintendo's been kind of flying on the radar for months, though, if you think about it. They're kind of like, oh, here you go. Oh, by the way, here you go. Here, I'll screen share really quick for anybody watching the show. Um, it uh, really, really vibrant-looking uh, game. So would you say uh, it's splashed with color? I would <laughs> say that it is splashed with color, yeah. But, I mean, it looks really sharp. And the uh, it almost looks like it says Paper Mario, but it looks like construction paper-style art and maybe even a little bit of felt. In the backgrounds, laying on top of the cardboard, and yeah, it has, it has a very, it has a very like crafty look to it, like yeah. like the cl- like the clouds in the background are being hung by string. I'm like not gonna look- lie, I would play this. I think this looks cool as shit. Okay, yeah. so it's got that like uh, that Mario, the Yoshi yarn thing going on. Yeah, the- Yoshi's Woolly World definitely has that aesthetic That's to it. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, good stuff. All right. Yeah, so I I, I might be looking into that because I I love Mario, game, especially so, if it's multiplayer. That that so are we gonna? Yeah, are we going to gloss over the fact that Mario and the Mafia game come out the same day? <laughs> Super um, Mafia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's Italian. I'm just saying, kind of conspiracy theory thing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, it's tr- uh, well, well, speaking of conspiracy theories, we'll get to those a little bit later. Oh, yeah. But, um, you like that little uh, little little bump there? Yeah, good, <laughs> yeah, good, uh, good foreshadowing there. Yeah, like excellent. That. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so um, so yeah, those are releases. Hurry for lots of video games. Mm-hmm. So that means we're on to what did we play? And That's I'm right. guessing I'm gonna go with Neckbeard Flynn because I'm guessing it's going to be a absurdly <laughs> huge list. I'm gonna try and keep it brief. I did. It's not even that the list is huge. I just I did a lot of what I would call very focused gaming this week because I didn't have a bunch of distractions. Um, so it's not the size; it was the girth of the gaming you used. Okay, <laughs> isn't it always go? Isn't it always? Um, so um, I I went back. I somehow okay when 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 uh, Games with Gold did a sale I guess a couple weeks ago where they they put on sale the Arkham Knight DLC, and I think it was like twelve bucks or something like that. And I was like, okay, that I'll fucking buy because there's enough. My brother has shown me what's in that content pack. That's enough for me to spend on that content because I know I'll get 12 bucks worth of game out of that. Probably probably closer to 15 bucks worth of game in my opinion. Maybe even more. I don't know. Um, so I downloaded it. And what I didn't expect to happen, my, what my plan was is to just play through the DLC. What I didn't expect to happen was for me to spiral downward into a fucking uh, you know, Arkham Knight uh, bender, which I kind of thought I was done with the game. And I had some not entirely harsh things to say about it when we kind of first played it and talked about it when we reviewed it. But I think, (laughs) I think the industry as a whole has been so fucking terrible and so many games have been so incomplete and disappointing in the last two years that after going back and playing that, that felt really, really well done and really, really well, like complete compared to the shit that we've been getting. So I actually am changing my review for Arkham Knight. It was actually fucking outstanding. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know what happened, but I just I I kind of fell in love with the game again. I played all of the DLC content that wasn't just AR challenges or like Batmobile races, which I yeah, love. Yeah. By the way, I think that those are amazing. Charlie, did you check those out when you got the season pass? Um, a little bit, yes. Especially like oh some of the God. races, like especially the retro stuff was just They're so well so done. amazing. The the little yeah. like mini sets that they built based on the movie, so good. Yep. Um, but uh, I did all the DLC stuff for that. Bat, you were right, Charlie. Batgirl's uh, DLC stuff was really good, very well handled, and really well done. Um, even though most of them were really short, I enjoyed all of them. And then what happened was, I still wanted to play. So I went back and I can say almost kind of proudly that I finished every fucking Riddler challenge in the game. Finished all nice. of them. I have, I think, 120% completion rating in the game now or something and some 415 yep. total like points or whatever on the leaderboard. So I played the shit out of it. The, I started a new game plus and I'm probably going to keep playing it. Um, I did. I've probably done about 50 of the 250 you know, AR challenges and I'm just going to do those slowly over time. Hey, I feel like playing Batman. If I can do that. Um, I played some Battlefield Hardline just because I've had it for a few weeks and I haven't really touched it. Um, it's it's not very good, but I only paid five dollars for it, so I'm happy with my purchase. Um, I like I still think the single player game is great. The multiplayer is really unbalanced and kind of funky. I don't know. Um, I played some more of uh, The Long Dark because they updated it graphically and and are putting things into it, new things, new menus and stuff. I'm still enjoying that game. Nothing new to say about it though. Um, and then. I, I've really been starving for a narrative, so I played a little bit of um, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. I'm enjoying it. It's weird and quirky. It's going to be one of those things I play gradually, though, um, and I don't have much to say about it other than that it's a really flexible combat system with a lot of variety. Um, and then lastly, I I am just now falling down the fucking Witcher 3 rabbit hole. Um fuck it's good man like it's i think the menus are garbage it's got some clunky shitty ass menus and i think that um i think that the controls could be tighter especially after playing arkham knight but it's it's fucking man is that a masterfully made game it's really good um but uh that that's pretty much all i played this week i just i played things where i could sit there and play for a couple hours at a time and really just dig into it. And man, I forgot how, how good it feels to just unwind and play a game for extended periods like that. Cause I play them in like 25, 45 minute chunks when I'm lucky two or three times a week and that's it. So it was nice to play like the old days. Um, Charlie, what about you, man? What'd you play this week? Well, okay. So there's uh there's, there's a couple games I want to talk about. Um, so the first is, is that I finished um, unraveled hmm. um, un- un- unravel. Um, you know, it's, 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 yeah. video games are a source of entertainment right and so like when you're done with it the, the entire point of being entertained is to look is when it's over to look back at it and say like i'm glad i did that like that was worth the time that i spent on it just because of whatever reason um unravel was a complete waste of my time i it the, i mean the game was Holy pretty shit like the like the like the, like, the, like you know visually the game was very well done um there were some interesting mechanics to it but got nothing out of it like I, I, I went through like, you know, people who listen to the show every week have probably heard me like go through like, you know, several like several changes of opinion on the game. It's like first I felt weird, like I'm seeing like some person's like intimate like memories and like history and just like I don't know, I just feel like I'm intruding onto something very personal here. Then the game started to like look, took a weird turn into being like 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 environmentally preachy, like it was weird. And at the end of it, just there was no resolution or connection to anything. Like 
there's like there there was no story as it turns out there was just like these levels where you're collecting photographs that i maybe in the creator's eyes they 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 know the narrative and they they understand the story but i could i sure as i couldn't figure it out um and uh, and if it was there it wasn't i mean like it, it clearly was not impactful enough on me to make any sort of difference i mean like wow. i just i i if I had time travel abilities, I would go back in, in time and tell myself, just don't bother. It's just, it's, it's, it's spending time on something else. It's not worth it. So, I mean, yeah, it's, interesting. It, it was, it wasn't bad. It was just pointless. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if that's worse, but um, yeah, but uh, so, so that's, that's unravel. Um, I uh, put some more time into beyond two souls. Um, loving it. Um, awesome. It's uh, you know, I'm still, um, yeah, I'll, I'll save further comments until I finish the game, um, just because I got a couple more things I want to talk about here. Um, the next one, John, is uh, something that you forgot to speak up on that. I played through the second episode of Batman: The Telltale Series. Fuck, I um, did play that. <laughs> we'll talk. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll share my opinion while you're talking, since. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah. So so we, we super careful. We won't be spoilery because Goat is uh, has has not played it. I'm sure because he's uh, well. He's right. he's on tour. Um, um, uh, go I ahead. have a lack of internet to download. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so we so we won't be spoilery on plot details. Um, but um, I, I will say that um, it uh, it is it has continued the pace and the uh, my satisfaction is just as high as when I finished the first episode. Um, what they're doing, the 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 story that they are telling, uh, you know, the, the, this Batman story is something that I you know I can't speak about the comic books. I haven't read barely. It's an original like, story. I mean, well, okay, but uh, more what I was going to say is that. Um, I, you know, I don't, I've read like 1% of the Batman comics or comic books in general. So mm-hmm. um, what, what I can say is that, John, what percentage of the Batman comics have you read? Like a pretty high percentage, do you know? A pretty substantial percentage. So, um, ha- so have we ever seen, I understand, I understand that the story here is original. Have we ever seen anything even remotely like this before? Mm. No, not, oh, yeah. not, not as such. Okay. I mean, there, there, here's what I've noticed with the way Batman franchises are being handled in video games. Um, and and Rocksteady did this with with the Arkham games as well. There are like little patchwork pieces from various chunks of Batman's history that get smashed together as like a fan service type thing, um, but are presented in slightly spruced up or freshened ways so that people don't uh, don't get you know bored of it. I guess I don't know um, people who might be familiar. So it kind of treads the line between being familiar enough for people who know where, where it comes from, but enough changes that it's fresh for new people or fresh for those people, but it doesn't piss off the old school. Like it, there's a fine line. Um, there are some original ideas that I have not seen um, in comics, especially after playing chapter two. Um, the goat, this is not a spoiler. The second chapter is titled children of Arkham and Charlie, what I'll say to you since you've, you've played it, Children of Arkham, as it's presented in the second episode, is an original idea. It could be one thing that looks vaguely familiar artistically, um, visually, but I don't think it's that. Um, and I won't say what I think it is. Just so, case. so I'll I'll say this. The, the I'll ask this question and remain vague. So, the character that we are introduced to in the second episode, this is a new character, as far as as you know. far as far as I can tell. Yeah, as far as I can tell, there's okay. one. Like I said, artistically, there's a visual cue that makes it look maybe like it's from a Batman type 
character or organization from New 52, uh, but I don't think it's them uh, or okay. him or they or whatever. Um, so there, there is a lot of original ideas. The way that they're handling Penguin and Two-Face and Harvey Dent, this is a completely like alternate. This is, this is Telltale's Batman for sure. Same way Arkham said this is our Batman universe and what we would do with him and our story with him. Telltale's doing that. This is our take on these characters. It's almost kind of like Telltale's almost feels like what if what if Gotham was just actually a Batman TV series where they're taking liberties with these characters um, that have kind of nothing to do with their original origins. But I'm not hating it either because um, I'm, it's fun. It's it's well crafted. I yeah. think it's a much better episode than episode one personally. Um, yeah. I I wouldn't say I, I I think I I don't know which one I think is better. Um, I f- I felt like this one was shorter to me. I'm not sure why I think that, but I felt like it was shorter. Um, because it was better. Uh, maybe I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, the uh, but no, I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Um, it's I I'm loving just this fresh take and just this new, like just really just like the the, the way that they're really getting into what it's like for Bruce Wayne to be Bruce Wayne at the same time as he's being Batman in these situations. Like yeah. they um. Um, uh, yeah, they, they give you again, just remaining vague. They give you a choice at one point in the second episode where you can go, where you're, you're going to go confront a character about something and you have the choice of whether or not to confront him as Bruce Wayne or as Batman. And that to me was just brilliant. Oh, it was awesome. It, cool. it yeah, is awesome really because cool. now I want to go back and do the opposite of what I chose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Char- yeah Charlie, yeah. what did you choose there? I mean, we're not going to go into specifics, Goat, but what did you choose? I, I went as Batman. I went as Bruce Wayne. See, and, and uh, that's the uh, and just as a just uh, as a funny comment. Like you know how at the end of it they all they oh, oh goat you have something sorry that that leaves me to go as two face. <laughs> I do not believe not. that was one of the options. Um, I uh, you know the you know if you if if you guys have ever played a Telltale game, you know that at the end of each chapter they tell you whether like in, in, you know many of the major choices how you compare to the majority of people that have play. Most of the time, I line up with the majority. Every now and then, like I'll go through a chapter where I'm like the complete opposite. Like, I'm in the minority in all the choices. The first time I think where I have taken the less popular decision in almost every major decision. Yeah. Um, so so I found that tricky this time though. Major. Some of the yeah, decisions yeah. that you make, um, there's another kind of important or major choice right near the end. And I want to be honest with you, I I chose what I thought was I chose what I chose for a specific reason, but as it turns out, it was the the majority chose this direction. There are a few big choices in this scenario. Um, but we can't talk about it until Goat gets to play it. Yeah. Um, but I, Sorry, I will say guys. this. No, it's okay, man. <laughs> um, I will say this. I think the pacing is much better than the first chapter. Okay. Um, I think that they're really kind of starting to to get a roll on, and I think that some of the action in chapter two was really good. There's a there's a bar scene between. Yes. I love that fucking scene, yeah. man. That involves involves uh you know. Batman and Catwoman, and that's all I'll say about it. I loved that scene. It was really, really well paced. That was classic yeah. Telltale right there. Yeah, no, I loved it. So, Absolutely loved yeah. it. So, um, so uh, uh, yeah, definitely enjoying that. And so finally, um, I put some time into record. Broke the broke the plastic open. Oh, look at you. Uh, played Pretty it, bold. and um, I I'm gonna keep playing it. But my 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 initial impressions on the game, um, the. My my biggest problem with the game is that it's giving me a very hard, it, it's it's making it 
it hasn't given me a reason to really care yet about what's happening. Like the, you know, so I mean, if you played it, if you paid much attention at all to the game, you'll know that it takes place on a planet that's being terraformed, and you play the role of uh, of a woman named Jewel, which I think is a very funny play on words there because it's like you, you think it's short for like Julie, but it's spelled like J O U L E, like electricity, which I think is just funny. Huh, um, interesting. Um, but. Um, and so she's like, uh, it seems like she's woken up early. Like, it, it seems like that, the, that there's a bunch of people who are kept in, in, like, stasis, and they're woken up when there's a problem with the terraforming, because the terraforming is, takes place over a very long period of time. And so when, like, machine breaks down or whatever, it wakes somebody up to have, it, um, it wakes somebody up to have them go fix it. Um, yeah. And so she's, she's not really sure what's happening. She's not really sure what's going on. But the narrative, it's like, when the game starts, it just puts you like right into the game. Like there's no opening cinematic or cutscene or explanation out of what's going on. And but the story is being fed to me via narration, like like disembodied god voice, little by little as I'm playing through the game, which is not really working for me. Um, I feel like I feel like I needed a lot of this information, a lot of this reason to care about what's happening, like at the beginning, like because like once I get into it, it's just like oh that's why I'm doing this. But it's sort of like I'm I'm I've, I've if, if what I'm saying is making sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, so that's kind of weird. Uh, I will say that the combat is great. Um, the um, because you have to, it, it does like the whole color coded thing between like you want to shoot, essentially you want to shoot blue enemies with the blue bullets and red enemies with the red bullets. Really, it, it, I would say to simplify it, but it really is just that simple. Um, but um, there's also uh, mechanics about like, like um, you've got your little little your if you if you watch any of the trailers you know, you've got that like little robot dog that follows you around yeah. who can also take other forms and um, upgrading him requires you to basically uh, rip cores um, you know find blueprints and then to rip cores and find elements out of them and so in the process when when you're fighting enemies there's like a health bar you know the your typical health bar above their head but then there's a point where when you get their health down to a certain point, you can then basically like uh, you know, make an attempt to rip the core out of them. But of course, if you're being surrounded by like five or six different enemies, you have to really strategize, you know, like, okay, do I think I have enough time to try and rip this core out or somebody's going to hit me while I'm doing it? And um, so there's actually a lot of strategy, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, uh, just a lot of, um, you know, thinking that goes into, you know, what, what otherwise could be a very bland action game. So I do like mm-hmm. that very much. Um, the world is interesting, but kind of meh. You know, one of the you know a lot of the reviews talk about how it just doesn't look like a current gen game, and I'll agree with that. Um, especially when you're in the open and outer world. When you get into some of the caves, some of like the textures and like the you know the reflecting like glossy rock surfaces and crystal crystalline structures that you find around are, are very cool looking. But the um, the uh, the outer world is very just. Well, it's it's rock and sand. I mean, like I'm a, I don't know that there's really that much to do with that to begin with. Not on a percentage, um, but but as a, a, a number of hours completed, how how far into this do you think you are? I'm about an I, I, not much to be to be fair. Um, yeah. I'm maybe like an hour and a half, two hours into it. Um, but uh, that that's actually something I was going to mention too. Um, this game is absolutely vomiting up achievements. Um, I am like I said, hey. I was going to I'm going to say I'm like an hour and a half in. I already have 250 out of a thousand gamer score. So. Um, there's that, uh, if you care about that kind of a thing. Um, uh, game percentage-wise, according to, according, to, uh, according to the game, I'm 8% through the game. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if that's overall story or absolutely everything there is to do. That, that much is not clear to me from what I've seen. 
How um, long to beat has record about ten hours for main story and about that's fourteen it? Okay. if you do if you do extras. Okay, well then that that feels about right then, because um, um, I I have been kind of like putzing around like looking for stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, it's reviews on the whole. I, I'm I'm trying not to be influenced by them when I say that I am agreeing with them. You know, it's um, it, it feels like there's a lot more that they could have done to make it interesting. Um, but uh, you know, I um, I also yeah, I, I feel like at this point I'm sort of like I was when I started Unravel. It's like it's very pretty, but I'm not really sure what's happening. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. we'll uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, but I'm gonna keep playing it. Um, but uh, but uh, not not wowed on initial impressions. So. That's a, that, that's my quick take on that. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been playing. Right on. It sounds uh, sounds like everybody uh, squeezing a little bit of action. But goat, mm. you have yet to uh, you've yet to tell us what you had a, a chance to play this week. And goat did finally get some gaming in this week. Whilst yes, yes, I got a whole bunch of stuff going on. We finally got the Xbox One hooked up, so our bus is finally like livable. We uh, we got MK uh, Mortal Kombat XL. We've been beating living dog shit of each other for the last Excellent. three or four days on that. I'm getting really good at Jason, really good at Alien. Um, let's see. We've got an NHL 7. We're going to have to battle when you get home then, right? Yeah, it should be pretty well seasoned by the time I get home. <laughs> Very good. Um, let's see, we've been playing a lot of NHL 17 because we're hockey nuts and it's you know kind of a pick of a pick of a put down game that we can you know kind of work around our schedule. Um, what else have we been playing? A lot of Rocket League. Lot. Oh, it's so fucking really nice. Yeah, like a, an obscene amount of shit talking and Rocket League at five in the morning. Just um, like you just are you like playing split screen or? Yeah, yeah, okay. well, yeah. We really don't have that much internet down the road, so yeah, split screen. Some of the um, most fun I've had recently playing games was when you and I got to play Rocket League. Goat, I really need to pick that up so we can just play it. It's even better when you have beer and the person is right next to you and you can punch them. They do the stupid thing and like score on your own. <laughs> <and stuff like that. laughs> so then um, a couple days ago, we stopped in Stevens Point uh, for a show and there was a place called Tech Lounge, which is a, a video game cafe kind of thing, coffee house. Um, and you, you know, they, they do by the hour and stuff like that. And we sat down and played Overwatch. Uh, me and my TM did, and uh, I get the hype. I really? Probably won't buy it, but I get the hype. He bought it. Okay. Uh, um, but it's like I, I get it. It looks pretty. It's fun. It's um, I suck at it, so I mean that's all right. <laughs> um, but I finally got my hands on it and kind of got the preview, and I get it. And it's then fucking rad, right? You know, it's just yeah. beautiful, well designed, graphically impressive. The yeah, art I'll design is outstanding. I'll pick it up for like the same price you picked to evolve for, I think. Yeah, somewhere in there because yeah, I sure. am terrible at it. Um, and then I, uh, uh, I uh, Charlie picked up Recore because we were supposed to all like two weeks ago in a conversation about picking up games we weren't sure about. Um, I don't remember what John's game was, but he didn't do it. Um, but I picked up uh, Metroid Prime. Uh, oh, Fusion Force or Federation Force? Where the hell it is. Yeah, you you had just gotten that on the last episode, so yeah. yeah. John was supposed to play some more Mighty Number no. Nine, but yeah, that's um, right. Which yeah. actually, I am I am probably going to do this evening because I really do want to get through that, and it's not a very it, long game. Way to way to be a day late. Um, <laughs> Witcher and Arkham, man, they swallowed. But uh, oh yeah, um, but John actually should. I might just give John my copy when I get home because it is a Mech Warrior game. With uh, about three shakes of Metroid on it, 
it's all grades of Metroid. I'm not really. even mad at that in one way. Yeah, I mean, it's they're like, Max, Max, do this, do that, do that. And then, like, they make, like, very, very vague references to the Metroid world here and there. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's Metroid Prime. I'm like, thanks. Thanks for that. That was fun. But it's a really good game. It's fun. It's 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 interesting. Blowing stuff up and walking around and blowing more stuff up. But, yeah, definitely, definitely hanging on by a thread for the Metroid titling. <laughs> interesting. But, um, that's about all I uh, all I got in this Shit, week, which man. is actually that's pretty decent game in my crazy schedule. You get in on a standard week, man. All you got to do is go well, on two or more, and you get plenty of time to play between the. Uh, well, sets. I mean, you know, I got uh, when I got downtime, and 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 I'm just trapped on on the tube with video games. I mean, the, mm-hmm. you know, it's either that or sleep. That's about all I do. I'm yeah, not working. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Cool. Well, it sounds so. to me like uh, like we all got a, a pretty fair amount of gaming in this last week. We should also uh, take a moment to address too. Uh, anybody anybody that was wondering, we did not do a show last week. Um, no. Which is very very rare for us that we don't we don't do a show. Actually, I don't remember the last time we didn't do a show. T- technically speaking, because I never put it together, we skipped the best of show from last year. But aside from that, I don't think we, we've ever missed a week. We, we haven't skipped yeah. a week, John, since you joined. Like yeah. we haven't missed a yeah. show, a show since no. or before 2015. Well, yeah. we'll we'll call it we'll call it the Gamerhead Radio Vacation Week, just because we we really we've produced content for you guys literally a week yeah. for like a, a shit almost two years <laughs> that i've been it was just it was a weird sunday charlie was swamped with work i had an early set and john was um, refusing to put on pants so we just decided to take a week <laughs> off i'm not wearing fucking pants right now yo it has nothing to do with pants my <laughs> dong is flying around everywhere over here man you don't know wow I I, like- yeah, we do we can hear it smacking against the bottom of your desk every once in a while it's true it's true uh, I am wearing pants, just so everybody uh, knows. And back to size and girth. Yeah, so, right. anyways, <laughs> on right. that, Don't you on that bombshell of news, uh, John, what do you got? Bombshell of news. Good segue. Good segue. This week's news offerings. Um, a little bit more lighthearted than we've gotten in the last few weeks. I feel like lately when we do news, it's just it's just fucking doom and gloom because really the state of the industry is kind of doomy and gloomy. Well, I mean, the um, state of the world is doom and gloom. I, you know what? I'll drink to that. Um, <laughs> but uh, number five is a story that I thought was really fucking cool in general. I know Charlie is going to love this, and you really need to share this with Michelle because I think she's going to appreciate it. Coming in at number five, um, the Girl Scouts of America have created a merit badge for the Girl Scouts that they can earn for video game design, which is really, yeah, man. Girl Scouts? That shit. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nothing That's for the Boy cool. Scouts yet, but I'm hoping that this will find its way over there too. Um, you know, in a story that was originally published by VentureBeat, um, a copy reads as follows. Girl Scouts have created a patch for girls to earn a badge in video game design. The organizing groups announced their badge program last week. Uh, and that was earlier this week. Um, and they've got another event coming this coming weekend. So that would be as of press time. That event is probably uh, probably come and gone. So Women in Games International, which I did not know was a thing, and the Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles are holding an event on October 1st from, uh, from the 1st to the 10th. Um, 
I'm sorry, on October 1st from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Sony PlayStation Santa Monica Studio in Santa Monica, California. The move comes three years after the Boy Scouts. Oh, so I stand corrected here. The Boy Scouts of America did create a badge back in 2013. Hmm. It's just that the Girl Scouts are doing it now, so I think that's fucking rad. All the event on uh, Saturday was when the event took place yesterday. Girl Scouts will have the chance to learn what it's like to work in the video game industry from a professional, uh, create a physical prototype and a digital prototype, and test their designs. Uh, women in gaming, uh, women in women in gaming international spearheaded the LA initiative in order to prompt the Girl Scout councils across the nation to partner with local uh, uh, Wiggy W I G I is is the the acronym for that. Um, chapters to secure uh, sponsors and develop similar programs. Eventually, Wiggy also ho- I, it's, I can't take it seriously when I say it like that. <laughs> also hopes Girl Scouts of the, the USA will be inspired to add a video game design badge to its list of national proficiency badges, not just regional. Um, current tech proficiency badges for Girl Scouts at the national level include computer expert, digital photographer, entertainment technology, uh, geocacher, product designer, digital movie maker, uh, netiquette, uh, netiquette, and web designer. Um, both uh, GSGLA and Wiggy want to show girls uh, possible career options in the video game industry, driving their interest in science, technology, engineering, and math subjects, um, or STEM subjects, as they're calling them. Um, Girl Scouts have a long history of developing pioneers in the field of science and technology. This workshop is not only fun for our Los Angeles area Girl Scouts, it's a chance for girls to explore and experience STEM in a supportive environment, said uh, I'm, I'm not not sure how to pronounce this. L I S E Lise Lise Lutgens, Girl Scout of Greater Los Angeles, Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles CEO, in a statement: By creating a STEM-aligned video game patch program for Girl Scouts, we're helping young women see what opportunities are open to them in these fields," uh, said Amy Allison, Vice President at Wiggy. In a statement, Wiggy promotes diversity in the video game industry, and spearheading this effort means that women have more opportunities to be better represented in the next generation of video game creators. Fucking, I think that's rad, man. Yeah, that's absolutely. Cool. That's fantastic. And here's here's the badge that they're going to earn, um, you know, which I think is cool as shit. How about that, man? Like a fully embroidered, like PlayStation endorsed uh, pixel heart uh, that says video game designer underneath it. I think that's oh, yeah. really cool. Man. So, so for for the audio listeners, it's um, it's a it's, it's a white background with a green circle around it, and then uh, like John just said, it's a it's like a pixelated like eight or sixteen bit uh, heart uh, red, of course, but then with the PlayStation logo in the middle, and yeah. then underneath it says video game designer. So that's awesome. Yeah, think think like Legend of Zelda heart. Um, yeah, 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 you know, and then the the typeface underneath is kind of pix- supposed to be sort of pixelated as well. Really, really cool, man. Um, yep. It's neat to see. It's neat to see older programs like that modernizing, and like including something like video games for for you know the boys and girls. I think it's really neat. I was a Boy Scout when I was a kid for a while, and I quit because they made me weave a fucking basket. Um, <laughs> I was just like, what am I going to do with this? I gave it to my mother. She cherished it, and by cherished, I mean it's probably in a box somewhere or thrown out. I don't know. Um, but this is cool, man. Um, I think this is a really great thing. Goat, you got any thoughts on this? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you think this is neat? You think this is cool for for you know little boys and little girls that they're doing this kind of shit? Do the children? I can care less. You know, you know, goat. I, I have to. I, I just have to point out that the children of today will be making the video games that we will be playing in twenty or thirty years. So, little no, bit of like reason to care. No, I like them when they're adults. Well, don't you want to like them as adults better because they had better childhoods? Don't care. 
I had a terrible childhood, and I'm not on tour, so uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're in charge of your own destiny. <laughs> there you go, man. Where's the wisdom from goat? In charge of your own destiny. Um, we got to find a way to work. Work. Just you know, keep the kids over there, and yeah, when they become like I don't know, eighteen to not near me, we'll we gotta, find. We, we're gonna try and we're gonna try and find a okay, way to goat? work goat's destiny no, goat, into goat, the show title. I, I, ha- I have. I have the spin to make Goat care about this. Goat, mm-hmm. if these kids are working on these merit badges and they're doing something and not bothering you. That's good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, great program. Great program. More, more merit badges. Like, leave people alone badge. Yeah. Great. Stay in your own yard badge. You get off my lawn Amazing. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. That's 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 the... Uh, the, the parent the, badge of, of, I don't know, parenting your kids and keeping them away from people with tattoos and piercings that clearly don't want to interact with your kids. <laughs> Hold on. Um, bitter party of one. Your table is ready. Oh, I've got all those badges. <laughs> the bitter badge. Yeah. There you the go. There's badge, the show title. <laughs> goats, goats, bitter badge. <laughs> I just, um, nah. I mean, it's cool, but good stuff. No, not that cool. <laughs> Dude, all right. Um, all right. Moving on to number four for the week. Um, so a lot of people were really excited uh, earlier this week when it was announced that there was going to be uh, a, 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 Sky, a Skyrim concert, like a live orchestral Skyrim concert, uh, which, you know, unfortunately, it's a standalone concert that's taking place in England, uh, in London specifically. Um, but regardless of whether you plan to travel there and go in and take part in this event or not, typically whenever you see these traveling uh sort of like concert event type things, not, not video games live, notwithstanding because that's, that's a collection of video game related music. Normally the composer or, or whoever, whoever wrote music for it is usually largely involved to some degree as you know, they wrote the fucking music. Um, well, when this was announced, uh, elder scrolls five Skyrim composer, uh, Jeremy soul spoke up and was not happy about this. Uh, he was quoted as saying concert, what concert, uh, anyone that knows me also knows that I care passionately about the integrity of my music. Skyrim took me years to compose, and it was constructed very carefully. Today, I'm seeing reports of a concert in Skyrim. This is the first I've heard of it. Um, the event's called oh. Skyrim in Concert, um, and it was an- announced by UK music promoter Senbla, which partnered with the Elder Scrolls developer Bethesda to make it happen. According to Soul, he was never asked to be involved. He said, for the record, this concert has nothing to do with me, nor are they using any of my original scores. They had to transcribe whatever notation they're performing by ear for the recordings. This is a flawed process, as transcriptions are always fraught with errors. A careful look at uh, the press release reveals that the concert is only, quote, based on the award-winning score by Jeremy Soule. Um, you know, his, his lack of involvement is not really discussed, uh, you know, in, in the press release and announcement for it. And he says, to be sure, I don't know who these people are and I don't endorse a concert that is trading on my name and music that has absolutely no oversight and involvement on my part for my fans. I just want you to know what you're getting. If you pay to attend this concert, be wary. Um, ah, man, you know, it's hard for me as a working musician to not feel bad for this gentleman and also kind of feel like I would not support this particular event under the circumstances. Um, not even being approached uh, to participate in a score for a game that you wrote the music for um, seems really fucking dirty to me, man. What do you guys think about this? Yeah. No. No? No. 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 
He's probably skipping the part where um, that this part where they were like, "You write the music, we own the music, we do what we want with the music, with or without you." Oh no, no, that's totally true. Like, yeah, if you're writing something, no, for- they have, they have the right to. It's just shitty. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Why? Like legally, they're totally in the clear to do this, yeah. but ethically, it's real. It's fucking crummy. It's sh- super shitty because well, those songs didn't... are really well known. Like, like the Elder yeah. Scrolls theme in general. But like the 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 Dovahkin, like you know Fusroda, fucking theme. Oh, I get it. Everybody, I get it. But it, it it's more like this guy's crying poor me, and they're like, we're contractually not obligated to include you. We're not going to. I don't know, man. Get over it. The amount of time it probably took to compose this stuff, uh, even even if he wasn't involved in as much as participating in the the live preparation for the production, they should have at least approached him and used his sheet music in order to put this on properly. That's the one thing. Even if they just had to pay him a small fee to use the transcriptions for the work he put into the fucking time for the transcriptions, that's the one well, they thing. They should have those file anyways. That's usually part of the contract anyways. Mm-hmm. Turn it yeah. on the music. I, I, the you transcription. Know, it, you know, I, I don't. I don't think this guy should have been paid to be clear, because he sold his rights. Like, like he 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 did this. You know, like he he no longer he no longer has any sort of claim on the music. Like, it doesn't belong to him anymore. Yeah. And so, no, so I, I mean, paid for the transcriptions because writing the music is one thing. But no, I'm I'm sure they had that already. I'm sure that, like Goat just said, I'm sure that they he had to turn all that over. Like when he no, when he, he he says in the article that this is all transcription done by somebody else and by ear. It's not by transcription that he did. Yeah, that's also how much is that is. He, yeah. It sounds like this dude's just fucking getting a poor me, cry me a river. Oh, they didn't. Keep well, me let me let me put so it to you like this. So, so writing writing music for video games, the the contracts vary pretty widely, um, and I know this from experience because Nick Nick and I have participated in providing music for two projects, video game related. One one which saw completion in publishing, and the other one went to beta and then was shelved in favor of something else, and supposedly is going to come out at another time. Um, when you when you provide music for a video game, at least standard like industry standard contract, from what I was told, we we were issued a standard contract for production. You are required to provide the music, but unless the publisher specifically requests and pays you for the service of sheeting the music, actually transcribing it, you're not required to provide. You're not required to provide sheet music for the game, because you know I mean. So if he did that on his own. They're not at all obligated to pay him for it. But my opinion is for the consistency of their product and something that's pretty heavily representing their brand, ethically, they should have reached out to him for sheet music. And if they were going to do that, they could have thrown him a bone, a flat fee for doing transcribing that amount of music just takes hours of time. So a, a couple of things occurred to me. First of all, the Skyrim soundtrack was recorded by an orchestra, right? It wasn't just digital. So the sheet music was already on paper. What's that? Yeah. Like the, the Skyrim soundtrack, it wasn't just digital. It wasn't a digital orchestra. It was an actual human being orchestra playing that music. So the, the, all, the, all the, the music was already on paper. Like it already existed. Right? Um, I actually don't know if that was a... a... I'm, cer- I'm certain it was. It, it's Skyrim. Oh, I'm, yeah, certain, I'm, I'm, I'm sure just... that was a real orchestra that performed that music. So Even, even smaller titles... A useful orchestra. I'm gonna, like I'm gonna look back into that. I'm gonna check into that and have some have yeah. an update for everybody next week because I, I would just, be curious to know whether or not it was it was actually um, orchestrated or whether or not it was something he yeah. did with VSTs because it can be done um, very well. Oh, no, and of, oh, course yeah. it, it, of course, it can be. I just I I've, I I would be very surprised. If even even still, 
had a digital orchestra. If he was the one conducting it and they did not require him to turn that sheet music in, then he could collect it from the musicians so, at the end of the event. Yes, yes. So, yes. Yeah, so, 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 two, so two things. One, is I'm, I'm, I'm making a couple assumptions here. My first yeah. assumption is that this music was already on paper, and so all, all they had to do, like it, that assumption leads me into something else, which makes me think that there's some bad that there's some bad yeah. juju going on here. So this because if well, but no, specifically because they presumably, from what he is saying, they they paid somebody else to transcribe this music when they paid him for the transcriptions that, that already That's my existed. point. That's my point so, is, is it could have gone but, that way. But now put yourself in a business mindset. Why would they do that? The only reason I could think of is that they, like this guy and Bethesda already have a problem. And yeah. they, you know, for, for, the comp- for Bethesda to, to decide, we would rather, instead of paying this guy for the stuff that already exists, he just has to email us a copy. Instead of paying him for that, we are instead going to Presumably, pay somebody else to transcribe this music. This guy must have been a problem for that. Okay, so let yeah. me. That's the only. Yeah. Let me let me point out there is I do have an update on whether or not he used an orchestra for this. So this is from a um, this is from a Reddit Skyrim thread that quotes um, Jeremy Soul directly when asked whether or not he used uh, an orchestra to record the uh, music for uh, Skyrim. He said, "My original plan was to rely more heavily on the computers and digital instruments while I would." quote, sweeten important parts of the score with live singers and musicians. This is exactly how I made the score for Skyrim. Um, Supposedly, they also used a 30-man choir dubbed over three times to sound like 90. Unfortunately, the music is one of the first places producers look to strip the budget. So um, apparently, from what he's saying, with the exception of some musicians he brought in on the fringe, most of this was done digitally. Really? Well, that, that's really surprising. Yeah, which means well, there probably the was no sheet music other than for the parts that he required somebody to record, which is usually in, in the modern age, if you have external musicians record for you, depending on your budget and where you're contracting those musicians for, a lot of people will send what they need recorded to other people in other parts of the country or world and have them record it and send it back, and then they'll work digitally like that back and forth. It's pretty sure. common these days. So. Kind of strange, man. I mean, I would love to know whether or not they had a poor working so, relationship before this, though. So, what this sounds like is the classic, classic situation of he was either a a problem, or b what most likely happened was they got a hold of him and was like, "Hey, we need sheet music." He shot out some exuberantly large number, and they were like, "No," and went to somebody else, and now he's pissed that they didn't pay him, so he's going after them in a PR manner. To save face, I could sure. buy that. I'd buy that. I w- I'm I, honestly, I would, I would almost like to reach out to him and just ask him directly. You know, yeah, <laughs> see whether or not he has yeah. anything to say about it. It'll be so. a sob story of Bethesda's trying to make me homeless. Oh uh, well, maybe we'll see. I don't know, man. Who knows? Two sides. I mean, to each B- point. Bethesda isn't known for being crappy. So no, they're not know. known for being terribly mm-hmm. ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for for it's for them just, to make decision i'm I'm going to assume it, just based on their reputation alone i'm going to have to assume that there's history there that prompted them to make yeah decisions. i feel or like very, i feel like there's a lot of moving parts here yeah yeah and uh we're it, only getting half the story on this yeah and, and we could we could make a lot of assumptions about this yeah we could make some serious theories hey, yeah, hey that's it man <laughs> fucking on fire tonight i mean like not literally because I'm, all that facial that would hair suck. would just i'm in my i'm in my bunks that would mean i would probably be the asshole this yeah. bus if i was on fire yeah. <laughs> maybe so 
Um, so unless you gents have anything else to uh, to share, no, let's, uh, other than like you know maybe don't buy tickets to that show if you feel strongly about it. If you don't, well, actually do it. Whatever. I mean, go whatever. You're not gonna see it live again. I mean, until next year when they get somebody else to do it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. chances are you'll or, get to see at least one piece of. of yeah, go see Zelda, music, or you know it. it you can I mean, you can go see live. Zelda, but you can go see Pokemon. You can go see. I mean, enter video game music here. It's kind of become a mainstream money cash in thing so i mean you have options indeed um moving on to number three for the week um so there's been a lot of talk in the last month we've talked about it quite a bit um you know how unhappy people have been with uh with no man's sky and some of the uh disparity in uh the overall quality of the title versus what uh, sean murray has promised people well um in the uk the advertising standards authority is getting involved to the tune of investigating hello games for whether or not uh, the game's potential material materials, quote, whether or not the game's pr- uh, promotional materials accurately represent the game that was sold to people uh, when it went to market. Um, so there, this is kind of a long article. This was originally published by PC Gamer, so I'm not going to read the entire girth of it, but I'm going to get a couple. There you go, get girth again, goat. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, but, <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just waiting until uh, till there's a point where they start having to change their company named the goodbye games because there was no man in their sky mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's yeah that was a terrible joke i'm gonna move on from this yes, moving on, um, all over frustrated with the disparity between the game's trailers screenshots and general information used to advertise no man's sky on its steam page and what actually features in game reddit user azure uk issued a formal complaint to the asa ultimately he or she feels the game's advertising is quote misleading and misrepresenting of the features found in the actual game Stating, I can't speak about other countries, but in the UK, there are regulations about providing advertising materials that could mislead a consumer in some way. For example, displaying things that do not, in fact, exist. Uh, the ASA say they have received a number of complaints about this game, and so the point and so the points below are not necessarily all related to things I personally took issue with, but are the issues they have picked out at the most clear cut as the most clear cut problems amongst the complaints that they got. Uh, in the ASA response, they say that both Hello Games and Valve have a joint responsibility, and so both organizations have now been contacted by the ASA and have been told to respond to the following issues, which the ASA picked out as the primary issues compiled from the number of complaints that contacted the ASA, a complaint uh, complainants that contacted the ASA. Um, the points Azure UK detailed uh, can be found in a full list um that that he personally takes issue with as well as the complaints that other people listed uh some of those issues were ui design large-scale combat flowing water size of creatures behavior of ships and sentinels the aiming systems um among other like a whole list of complaints um although the asa is a non-statutory body which means it can't interpret or enforce legislation it does have the power to have advertisements which breach its code of advertising practice removed a process which, of course, prevents them from being used again. Um, this process has now been put into motion, and should the ASA deem any of the promotional material to, uh, to fall foul of said codes of contact, conduct, Valve and Hello Games will be required to respond appropriately. Sanctions could follow if, uh, if offending material is not removed. Um, uh, you know, I, this this has kind of gotten crazy. Do you do you guys think that this is um, I think this has gotten out of hand? Or do you think that there's some merit in taking a look at this and that maybe this is good because it has become such a common thing so, to falsely advertise the overall quality of the game? So it's a split decision with me. It's it's good 
and bad that's gotten to this level. It's good because um, t- a lot of people are kind of be treading a lot, a lot more um, lightly when they um, claim what their game's going to do as opposed to what it actually does, and, and 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 release it should be you know it should be coming out a lot stronger and more complete. So that's a positive, hopefully that comes out of this. The negative is the fact that like now, again, people can cry and complain at their own bad purchases and get rewarded for it, which is a horrible precedent. Charlie, thoughts? So, okay, there's, I'm, you know, like we've talked about in previous episodes, I'm basically on board with, you know, with, with the majority of goats thoughts on the, on along the lines of, you know, like people should not be, you know, it's, you know, uh, you know, when, when, we're, when we're talking about games like No Man's Sky, it's you know we it's, it seems like we here on the show have agreed that the majority of the hype that air quotes that 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 No Man's Sky did not live up to is self created by the by the by the players by mm-hmm. the people who wanted to buy the game. It's, it seems like for the most part we've agreed that most of mm-hmm. the promises, quote unquote, that they did not live to are not promises that they really kept or really made yeah. in the first place, um, and that. People are, you know, and we were all pretty disappointed when, you know, they started offering refunds to people because they were complaining so loudly. Because we don't, we don't feel that that's a good precedent. I, I, I think we're all generally on the same page there. Am I correct in remembering that correctly? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, for the board. most part, I think that we we both feel all three of us kind of felt that way. I think. Yeah. So, but now, if the game was truly misadvertised, if you know that is something of that is a little bit different. Um, because you know it's it's there's there there there's whatever there's whatever the players and you know the the you know whatever the the consumers invent and come up with on their own and get themselves worked up for but if if this investigation does reveal that the actual the actual developers uh, publisher marketer etc you know etc the people who are responsible for selling the game and producing mm-hmm. whatever the game if it's discovered that they actually did falsely advertise the game that for me that changes the dynamic because now it's you know, I, I I don't I I don't really know what kind of oversight this board has. Like, I don't really understand. Like, I understand that there's that you know, uh, from a basic ethical perspective, I understand that you should not falsely misadvertise something. Like, if mm. like don't say something's an orange if it's an apple, kind of sure. a thing. But you know, I don't know what kind of oversight this board has. Like, if it's just like a like a like like for just for example, sake, the Better Business Bureau has no oversight. They're just it's just it's, it's it, they're they're a private company that doesn't. You know that they they have no authority on anything. The and article so, kind of indicated that that what it was was that um, essentially whatever whatever advertising is deemed to be misleading must be removed and cannot be used anymore. They and that's it. That is the extent of legal precedent. But who knows whether or not anymore could could be a springboard from that. But the point. only the only thing that they could really get probably popped on and probably should get popped on with that uh, is the fact that the box is clearly printed as a multiplayer game and it has been proven time and time again that it is that is a point that that darcy made mention of in our chat section which she said uh you know i think the number one false advertisement is the multiplayer that was a huge letdown uh she she goes on to say that mark did not enjoy the game it might not have been what they stated uh but what it was was enjoyable was Mm. i think she meant unenjoyable but um correct me if i'm wrong darcy but yeah I, i don't know i mean but that that can also that can also spiral into something else. I don't know anything about 
the UK's legal system, so I'm not even going to pretend to try and touch that. I know they use bats. I, <laughs> I don't fuck. I have no idea. I'm, so so yeah so so you know on, on on my perspective, if it is found like like I say, if it is found that that they did misadvertise the game, then you know I don't know what the actual authority that they have is and what the what the repercussions could be, but you know I do feel I do I do sympathize more for players who are asking for refunds a little bit not entirely just a little bit more with them if it is found that they truly did misadvertise the game that 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 yeah. does make me you know respect their position a little bit more so mm-hmm. all right so enough. charlie's gonna give him just the tip of refund guy just the tip of refund. Char- char- no no um <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to stay away from penis jokes tonight and you're steering well, in the I'm, wrong direction goat well i mean it's gonna happen there's you know, you got me on the I show. Know, I know, I know. Though I guess I suppose it has been. We're we're overdue for some Dick Train jokes. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. It says twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen has been a sparse year uh, for for the Dick Train leaving the station. So it's because yeah. we had to park it for a couple months. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> Moving on to number two for the week. Um, Hooray! It looks like a Portal movie is going to be coming down the pipeline uh, via J.J. Abrams. Now, I know a lot of people fucking hate J.J. Uh, Abrams. Oh, groan all you want, goat. Um, no, it's just high profile and video games. No, look, so I'd cool. rather them give it to somebody like him than give it to, like, fucking Justin Lin or something like that. You know, Mr. Jerry, Fast and Jerry the Furious. Brockheimer. Yeah, or Jerry Brockheimer. No, let's they should not- give it to that Shyamalan guy. That'd be a good one. Oh, my God. Why would you do that, goat? Why would you do that to us? Because Portal's a plot twist. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's no my idea. take. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no, no good. To, I have to, zero input on this as I barely watch movies. Two shamalama ding dong. Know who people make movies are. Yeah. Um, so uh, the the story behind this this week again comes from PC Gamer. Uh, word of J.J. Abrams led Portal and Half Life movies first surfaced about three years ago when the esteemed film director and Valve's Gabe Newell floated the idea at Dice 2013 Summit in Las Vegas in March of this year. Uh, Abrams confirmed both films' existence, saying, "quote They're in development." He said, however, information has been thin on the ground since. When pressed at, uh, by IGN uh, at this past week's Westworld Red Carpet event, Abrams confirmed he's meeting with Valve next week, saying, We have a meeting coming up next week with Valve. We're very active. I'm hoping that there will be a portal announcement fairly soon. Uh, we are having some really interesting discussions with writers, many of whom, once uh, once you said you're doing a movie or show about a specific thing that is a known quantity, you start to find people who are rabid about these things, which is uh, pretty reassuring, given the, the fact that Newell hasn't spoken uh, before these about the poor quality of pitches he's received from Hollywood production companies over the years, some of which were, uh, quote, brutally the worse as a result of not understanding what made a good game or made a game good. Abrams continued saying, as someone who loves playing Half-Life and Portal, uh, what's the movie of this? It's incredible when you talk to someone who just gets it. It's like, oh, my God, it really gets uh, it's really the seed for this incredible tree you're growing. I look forward to being able to talk about it and announce who's working on it. Um Fuck yeah, man. I, I don't care what anybody says. If 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 anybody I think could nail um a portal movie, I think it could be him. He he's got an eye for the fantastical. You know, he did I know people have varying degrees of opinions on him. I am not a like end to end JJ Abrams is the guy guy, because to me his work has been very hit or miss. Uh uh I think I think Super Eight started out fantastic and fucking fell apart at the end. I think that 
the original Cloverfield was fun, but really fucking stupid. Um, like he's not been this like top tier filmmaker from end to end to me. I did like episode seven, even though he did use a lot of ideas from the original movies. Um, you know, I don't know, man, hit, hit or miss for me, but I think that he's good. In you know who I wish it was? setting. Yeah, no, I think, I think, I think he could do fine. You know who I'd rather had it? Neil Bloomcamp. You think so? Honestly, man, yes. I, I, I've got more beef with him as time goes on. I thought Chappie was terrible. Um, really? I thought it was, I thought it was, I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was okay. I, I liked Chappie better than I liked Elysium. Um, uh, and that's the other thing. Elysium was a big disappointment, honestly, yeah. with the exception of some of his short films and, uh, you know, District 9. It's kind of been very, very hit or miss. Um, visually, though, I think you are correct. I think he's an outstanding visual storytelling. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like, well, we're getting off topic here, but um, I don't know. I, I, I think if, if I, I think it's going to depend a lot on who has a script here because, um, you know, is, um, did they say that? Cause who, who, who he didn't say anything about the script okay. yet. He said he's hoping to talk about who's working on the movie soon, but no, he's meeting with valve as of the recording of this episode. It probably presumably inside of this next, you know, five day work week. Okay. I think, so- you know, Sorry, go, go ahead. Go. Oh, what they need to do here, though, is they need to have it so you have to walk. You have one side of the portal in one theater and the other side of the portal in the other theater. <laughs> so you have mm-hmm. to actually watch the movie twice for, you know, the cash game. Interesting. That's, that would be interesting. I would. Uh, I, I, I have not seen something like that before, so maybe. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think I think he could pull off directing it well. I don't think he's the right person to write the script. I think somebody, no. yeah, I think I think the right script writer would be the other crucial crucial piece of that puzzle. See, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that because I I like his his Star Trek movies as well, even though some Star Trek fans don't like those movies. I like them. Um, he can be a good writer, but it just depends. Like, I have you have either of you seen uh, Star Trek Beyond? Not yet. He was noticeably not involved. It's a massive difference in the way that he did those first two movies. So he's, he can be a good writer and a good storyteller. But I think that if he does write the script, he needs to get somebody in there to, to back it up with him. You just got to get the right person. But I'm excited about this. I hope maybe Portal will be the first great video game movie. I just Half-Life and Portal are two really strange choices because they have two characters in the lead that don't fucking talk. So you have to characterize them. It's really odd. I'm all about it, though. Eh, whatever. It's going to happen if we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to number one for the week. Um, in what I saw was probably the most talked about thing uh, during the course of the week. Kind of at the end of the week here. Um, Twitch, last year, uh, we talked about acquired... Um, or, I'm sorry, Amazon acquired Twitch last year. And uh, there was some discussion about what are they going to do with it once they got it. Um, well, that's now been rolled out. Um if you have Amazon Prime, you now have Twitch Prime. Have you heard about this, Charlie? No, actually. Oh, just- you're going to be so fucking excited because you're a Prime member. I was a Prime member up until about mm, three weeks ago, and I let it lapse um, for a couple of reasons. But fuck, now I kind of want to get it again. Um, Twitch Prime is the newest enhancement from Amazon's popular Prime subscription, bringing an array of, quote, free features and services to users of the popular video game streaming platform. If you have an existing Amazon Prime membership going for $99 annually or $10.99 monthly, then you have Twitch Prime alongside Amazon's many other Prime-powered incentives like two-day shipping and video streaming. 
when Amazon purchased Twitch for nearly $1 billion, which was one of our news stories back in, it was actually in 2014. Oh, God, I wasn't even part of the show then. <laughs> was I? Um, no. Maybe. No? Nope. Nope. Your, yeah, nope. Your, your first show was at the start of 2015. Yeah. Maybe we <laughs> talked about this while I was a guest on the show, because I, I remember talking about this to you guys. Maybe. The possibility of having Twitch services rolled into Prime uh, was an obvious application of the union. Quote, right after the acquisition, there were Reddit posts and tweets asking when we would offer Twitch Prime, Twitch as Robin Fontaine wrote. Um, Here's the list of services you're going to get with this. In case fucking Amazon Prime was not a robust enough um, service, you're going to get free game loot every month, like a new Hearthstone hero or indie game. You're going to get discounts on new release box games at Amazon uh, from pre-order until two weeks after launch. To be clear, that has been a benefit for some time now. They're just yeah, rolling sure, it sure. into this label. Uh, link your Amazon and Twitch accounts for, quote, ad-free viewing experiences. So if you frequent Twitch, you're not going to get any more ads, which that's part of the reason I don't spend a lot of time on Twitch because I fucking hate watching the same ad 50 times uh, for whatever AMD product they're hawking. Um, free <laughs> stuff like exclusive emotes and chat badge and one free channel subscription every 30 days. So um, Twitch, Prime, Twitch Prime will replace the pre-existing, quote, turbo product in the countries where Twitch Prime is available, U.S., U.K., Canada, Germany, France, Italy, and Spain, while Turbo will remain an option in other countries. Turbo, first unveiled in early 2013, provided much of what's included in Twitch Prime, notably an ad-free experience for $8.99 a month. Existing Turbo members can keep their subscription, but, quote, considering everything we've included with Twitch Prime, we hope you'll consider upgrading Fontaine notes in a QA section of the announcement. If you have both Turbo and Amazon Prime, you may want to consider canceling Turbo as Twitch Prime includes all of the benefits of Turbo. Uh, existing Amazon Prime members will need to link their accounts at twitchprime.com for non-Amazon members. Amazon offers a free 30-day trial. Um, maybe they're not massive or substantial bonuses um, to having a Prime membership, but fuck, is there any way they could have made Prime any more attractive? You know, they just rolled a bunch of extra shit into Prime. That's their goal. They want uh, the Charlie, win. don't you lie to me. Are you over there linking your account right now live during the show? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> busted. I saw, I saw the fucking mm. white flash of, of a web page opening in Charlie's face, <laughs> and he had this twinkle in his fucking eye that he gets when he's being all Charlie and shit. Uh, you know, and uh, there it was. He's John, you like, must make haste. Must link now. I seen the, uh, I seen the, uh, the, the eyes light up when you were like, you can go link your account now. And he's like, there's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly it. Well done. Well you, done. Know what, you know what else is new here? I think this may be the first time you can pay for Prime monthly. I think that's new. Uh, no. They, no, they switched to that a while back. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. when, they, when they went to $99, they were like, or you could pay more monthly per month, but less. Ah, okay. <laughs> because math. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Though, man. I just canceled for the first time. I've had, I've had Prime for like three years and I just canceled it like three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so, I have the primes because I need a third channel on my television. You know, the thing is, is shipping. Yeah, but I haven't really been buying anything online lately. And, um, and I wasn't really using their streaming service for much <laughs> outside of, uh, honestly, just watching Batman, the animated series. That's worth a hundred dollars a year. Anyways. Um, Cal- Calvin Sist, who occasionally, my, my buddy I play PC games with occasionally, uh, pops in during comments on the show, said that you get three games for free until alpha is over, so better sign up now. Um, okay. Cal, I don't know if you can update me in here. So 
because I'm not familiar with how they're distributing some of the games. So you just get three free games. Are you choosing from a list of games or? Well, um, I just I've just linked my account, so I can tell you. Um, there you go. Never mind. So um, I'm going to attempt to screen share here. Now, screen sharing has been the uh, the 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 death of my stream a couple times recently. I, I don't. Maybe know you shouldn't do that. Give them personal information. All right. Uh, no, no, I don't know. It's it, there's nothing personal on here. I'm oh, okay. the page. Um, I was waiting for it to be like, boom. Here's where I live. My social security number. My blood count. And Jelly's like, everybody, check it out. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I appreciate you looking out, Goat, but no, I think we're good here. Um, but no, so here, hopefully... Uh, uh, Calvin uh, suggests minimizing the porn before you screen share. Oh, fine. No, um, no Okay, so, so, so I just linked my account, and here's what I'm looking at here. So um, on, uh, on the side of the screen here, um, I can... Uh, so under Free with Prime, I've got four things listed currently. Um, so I've got the newest hero... Uh, Tyrand Whisperwind, Priestess of Elune uh, for Hearthstone. Um, some 24 pieces of Prime exclusive gear for Streamline, uh, whatever that is. Um, exclusive Twitch Boss Ymir skin for Smite. And Bomb King Weapon skin for Paladins. Those are apparently the, the current uh, the current Prime free Prime benefits here. Oh, and for PC. So, uh, like, yeah. So no, uh, no benefits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah. So currently nothing console related. It's all PC. Cal- Calvin Calvin says that uh that the three games that you get for free up until alpha is Breakaway, New World and Crucible. Um so you I mean you're going to get more than just the one game that you would normally be allowed. Maybe you should go to games. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to let's see. I'm going to I went off my screen here for a second. Uh, I'm going to go back and see you just said you're going to go black, and you know Blame your you, go black, you never go back, right, Charlie? <laughs> um, or at yeah, least that's so, that's that's the. That's, I said I was going to go theory. back, John. Um, yeah, listen so, to listen to it and playback. I heard what loot. I heard. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. No. Free loot is where I just was. Um, browse games. Um, browse games. Start saving with your exclusive member pricing on Amazon. So that that's where you get your discount. And again, that that is that is a benefit that has existed for Prime members now for a couple months. We've talked about it before. And then the free channel subscriptions. So yeah, I don't, John. I don't know. I don't see where to find those games that uh, that that uh, that your friend is talking about. Mm-hmm. Here. Um, it's okay, Charlie. I'm trying to scroll through your computer screen because it's on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Not working well. Not working well at all. Um, he yeah. says to get on Steam. So they're Steam vouchers. Oh well, nobody cares about Steam. That's absolutely not fucking true. Just because you guys are a couple <laughs> old people that don't play on fucking Steam, John. John, when I say nobody, I mean me, and that's all that matters to me. So nobody cares about Steam. That's that the goat logic right there. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, that that was everything for the news roundup for the week. Um, you know, little like I said, a little less dour than the last few weeks of. I don't know. Last week was pretty happy. Fucking pissy. Yeah, anywho. <laughs> I think last week was our happiest news story ever. <sighs> oh, never mind. Cal, Cal clarified something. So uh, he, he told me to get on, on uh, he told me to you. get on Steam so that he can send me the link, uh, that, that, uh, which I'm already signed into Steam. I've just got my, there you go, Cal, I'm live. Um, so send me the link, and he, he's going to send me the link on, on how to get those games. Because so, he can't send it through chat. There you go. What a fucking uh, uh. man. Right. So, so, anyways, um, so, so those the John, th- those are our news stories for the week, correct? That's it, brother. We're all done and ready to roll with the news. Ready to roll with the feature, you mean? 
That's right. I'm saying we're ready. we're done with the news. We're, we're oh, we're done with the news. So what you're saying is we're done with the news, and we're moving yes. on to the next section, which will be the feature, which would start, like, I don't know, like right about now, after the news? Yeah. Okay. So this week's feature was what, Charlie? Because you know, <laughs> kind of. So, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the office. That, that's <laughs> so okay. So in, in our last in our last episode, which should be clear, was two weeks ago. Um, I, I I I came up with a silly idea, and that silly idea was a conspiracy theory that um, that uh, developers may be intentionally um, uh, not making their PC ports of console games perfect, with the intention of getting people over to console to play those games because piracy is harder on console. Um, it was, uh, it was something that uh, the, you know, if, if you listen to the episode, you remember when it came up, um, yeah. but uh, to be clear, it was not something I actually thought was happening. No. It was just a silly idea. Yeah. But when both, so we asked this question for a mailbag question for the week and we'll get to your responses later. Um, and, uh, and we realized, well, this is, this is actually, you know, a, a you know, as crazy of a conspiracy theory as any, I suppose. And so we decided that we were going to dig up and take a look at some of the um, some video game related conspiracy theories that uh, that have that have happened. Um, and so, so John, I believe, uh, has uh, some 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 gems for us to go over. I do, I do. So well, I, let's uh, let's get our hats on first, so let's get this right. Hat. You know, we should have fucking made. We should have made I'm wearing mine. This show sucks. <laughs> I'm I don't have any video feed. <laughs> um. So yeah, th- there's there's a whole bunch of different video game conspiracies, and I when researching this this story, I I ran the gamut from fan theories, conspiracy theories, kind of like industry wide accepted theories, and then uh, just weird theories inside of games. You know, shit like Squall from Final Fantasy VIII kind of dies, and there's a whole breakdown of why he died, but it's not necessarily a, a theory outside of Final Fantasy fans just fucking digging into the shit like they do. So um, I, I tried to select things that were a little bit more like sort of widely understood uh, theories. And some of them have been debunked over time. Like uh, one of them was, it used to be that the the Atari cartridges being buried in the desert was a theory. Well, recently, you know, it was proven and, and they were unearthed and there was a whole documentary about it. So that's not really a theory or a conspiracy theory anymore. That, that was conspiracy fucking fact. Um, yeah, that's a documentary. That's yeah, not. It is totally. Theory. Well, yeah, exactly. But for <laughs> a while, it was it was it was like kind of a. Oh, yeah. Did this actually happen? Thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the most prominent video game conspiracy theory that you hear people talk about is the Madden Curse. Are you guys familiar with the Madden Curse? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the idea behind the Madden Curse is that whatever fucking player ends up on the cover for Madden this year. Next year is going to suffer some kind of an injury or, or they're just going to perform like total shit. It, you know, their renaissance is over after they've been on the cover of Madden. The thing is, is that there's been a, a, an alarming number of <laughs> players in a, a fairly lengthy list that have succumbed to this Madden-like conspiracy theory. Um, to give you an example... Um, the 23 cover players since 1999 had a total of 110 Pro Bowl appearances prior to their Madden cover appearances compared to just 25 Pro Bowl appearances afterwards. Um, 
And they range from, here, here are the list of victims. Garrison Hurst, Barry Sanders and Dorsey Levins, Eddie George, um, Dante Culpepper, Marshall Falk, Michael Vick, Ray Lewis, Donovan McNabb, Sean Alexander, Vince Young, Brett Favre, um, Troy uh, Palomalu and Larry Fitzgerald, Drew Brees, Peyton Hills, uh, Adrian Peterson, Richard Sherman. I mean, and, and it, it's everything from like broken limbs to playing like such shit that they just get basically swept under the rug, you know, after, after they've made their appearance. I mean, you even see this in like UFC games. There's kind of this curse, this conspiracy theory curse, Ronda Rousey. And uh, what's his name? The fucking dude that got, everybody's gotten getting their ass kicked. That was on the, the UFC cover this year. Um, I can't remember. I don't follow UFC. So sorry. If yeah, you saw that. I don't fucking care about that shit. Um, <laughs> But uh, anyways, th- this is probably one of the more popular conspiracy theories in gaming. Uh, any any merit to this concept, guys? You think that this is enough people have have suffered this that uh, that that it's a conspiracy theory or is it a fucking curse? Uh, why not both? Why not Zoidberg? Um, why not Zoidberg? Indeed. <laughs> I um I mean yeah I mean like it's the uh, the number of times where this has happened it it, it can't you know it it it's worth noting. So I don't know it's uh. One of those random things. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not going to call it conspiracy theory. It's a like, curse until people actively deny being on the cover. Like, oh, no, no, nope, I don't want that. <laughs> um, Darcy in the in the chat section says blowing on cartridges fucking works. I don't know what people. I don't care what people say. <laughs> uh, and she corrected <laughs> me. It was Conor McGregor on the UFC cover. Um, oh, no, the, the no. opposite side. Um, Cal still uses his boot disc on Dreamcast, madman, crazy person. Um, wow. So, so that's one conspiracy theory. Let's go ahead and move on to another one. Um, have you guys? Are you guys familiar with uh, Polybius? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So, for those of you who are watching or listening that don't know what Polybius is, um, it was even parodied in an episode of The Simpsons. Um, possibly the most alluring of all video game urban legends is the story of Polybius, an arcade cabinet apparently built by the U.S. military or perhaps the CIA in 1981 story is circulated online since the mid to late nineties. And curiously, unlike most myths, its details have not been embellished in the two decades since according to the earliest accounts of the story, only two Polybius machines were ever built to be clear. These are upright arcade cabinet machines um, and were installed at separate arcades across Portland, Oregon. Those who played the game apparently experienced headaches, nausea, and nightmares. While in some accounts of this story, such as such side effects were followed by suicidal thoughts Agents dressed in black were said to have frequented the arcades in Portland, apparently to download data stored on each cabinet. Months after they were installed, the legend goes both machines disappeared. Origin of the story remains a mystery, but one theory is that it's a cocktail of different truths mixed together to create a far more interesting tale. There were local reports at the FBI at the time of FBI agents visiting arcades, though this was apparently due to an investigation into illegal gambling rings. In the early 80s, when the old arcade business was in rude health, it was not unheard of that some customers would frequent arcade machines and stay for hours trying to bathe themselves in the fame of, uh, the fame of high scores. Naturally, doing this for extended periods would make some players sick. No one has come forward to say they have played Polybius, yet the tale has lingered, even appearing uh, on an episode of The Simpsons as we discussed. This was originally um, you know, called information called from GameSpot. Um, just so you guys know where the source was, uh, Rob Crossley wrote this article back in 2015. Um, so kind of interesting. Um, any, any, any truth to this concept? Or do you think this is a bunch of bullshit? 
I've heard of Stranger Things. I mean, like, I don't know, like this, this kind of just seems just plausible enough to be the kind of thing that, 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 that the government may have tried back in the eighties. I don't know. Uh, no. Go, what, go. What do you think? No, no. When they said they downloaded something off of a PC board, that's, I don't think that's a hmm. possibility. Oh, sure. In that's 1981, um, when you got a guy rolling in with a tape machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, um, I mean, the same way that you'd program a PC board. I'm sure you could read it the same way. Yeah, but like, I don't think there was technology there to even like transport that out without picking up the actual <laughs> machine and leaving the building with it. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's hard to say. I you know, know what I'm saying. I mean, we're talking '81, so like tape, tape, like Commodores were just coming out, and that those things were the size of small refrigerators. So I'm pretty sure you noticed well, a couple dudes in black suits and yeah. a, a Commodore and six that, batteries and fair, a fair. robot pushing it. To go download the information, I, I think people remember that. Um, no, I think this is just uh, lore from the time period because we were still in what the Cold War then, and everybody was all the government's against us and blah blah blah. <laughs> then, I mean, they're they're back to it now, but I mean, that's for different reasons. So, you know, put in time and whatever, and the fact that there's no way to really document every single second of the day like there is now. I mean, I think it's just. You know, the story they got out of control from Portland to put Portland on the map. Mm. Indubitably. Uh, personally, if Polybius does exist, I would like to play it so that, um, you know, I could be nauseous and have nightmares um, yeah. and, and feel disgusting. You know, just to say I played the fucking game. Of Isn't course, that- I, I have a feeling that if you if you if you play the game what happens is, is it just transforms into that fucking death machine from uh, Kung Fury and then drags mm-hmm. you into the fucking CIA headquarters where they black bag you and lock you in a hole forever and ever. So if one day I say I played Polybius and you never hear from me again, mm. John, John, that sounds like parenting, just with a little more action. Oh, God. I, I had a week with my son, man. I've never seen a human <laughs> being poop more than that kid. <laughs> Fucking Christ! <laughs> Literally, like, probably thirty-six shitty diapers in the last four days. I don't even know. I, I can't talk about it. It makes me tired. Um, so let's move on to uh, uh, something a little less uh, conspiracy and a little bit more uh, maybe theory. A, a presumptive, uh, presumptuous. Um, so uh, the the idea from years i've heard this off and on in various publications over the years that super mario brothers 3 is not actually a video game it's this is like a meta concept that based on the moment where you see the curtains open and uh, it's on a stage that takes place a lot of people said that it's not supposed to be a game at all it's actually a, a play it's a theatrical play being put on by the characters um you know in in the nintendo games and so people have you guys heard this? Are you familiar with this concept? Yeah, oh, I'm really familiar with it. Okay. Well, this was a this was a theory for a long time that people talked about forever and ever and ever. And um, Miyamoto himself kind of ended up coming out and saying that all of these things point to the fact that it's uh, it's a stage play, but no actual confirmation for sure. He was very vague about it, like he's so. It's kind of a confusing, like, what do you fucking believe? Because I don't know, man. Like, is it is it a play? Isn't it a play? What do you guys think? Well, so uh, uh, this in an, uh, this was this was sort of confirmed by him actually. So back on um, 
back on September 10th, 2015, um, on Nintendo's UK Twitter account, Miyamoto was addressing a handful of Mario myths. And mm-hmm. somebody asked the question, was Super Mario Brothers 3 all just a performance? And he responded simply, yes. Hmm. So, um, so, so that that has more or less been confirmed. Been, but, been confirmed. Um, okay, but, um, uh, but but none, nonetheless, I mean, like you know, the the conspiracy theories we're talking about here, they'll need to be ones that haven't been answered. I mean, like the uh, you know the uh, you know, I like the ones that have been answered. Yeah, you, you do. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> so like, then they're not conspiracy theories anymore, and it's just like, yeah, that was fun. We had time. Here's the real answer. Next theory. Yeah, like like. <laughs> You know the the having the all the ET car desert. I think is an absolutely essential entry in this in this topic. Um, you know, mm-hmm. even even though it's been you know proven to be true, and like you know, like like, like we mentioned, there's been like a documentary okay. about it, and you know, they were being sold on eBay that, and stuff. And so yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, that went on that went on for what thirty years before yeah. we actually well, yeah, got an answer. So get fucking it, debunked. Yeah. I, so I mean, it, it's earned its place on the list. <laughs> so, um, talking about talking about some some gaming conspiracy theories that that are a little bit more real world and a little bit less just tinfoil hat i guess in one way um do you guys remember the the myth uh about the 4000 playstation 2 units being shipped to iraq that saddam hussein was supposedly going to use the uh the processing power of of all these playstation uh playstation 2s to build to power nuclear weapons was a fucking conspiracy theory during the height of the PlayStation mm-hmm. 2's time. Do you guys remember this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, vaguely, but I think it was from somewhere in southern United States is where it came from. No, this was a pretty widely, widely circulated story when this, when this happened. I'm just this saying, some dude with a gun, news, man. pistol, belt buckle, and a pickup truck was like, you know, they're going to use those PS2s. <laughs> well, to to give you guys an idea of of how the kind of ebb and flow of it went, um, and and I'm not really citing this from a particular article. Um, this is one of these things that's been. I mean, there's so much of it to choose from, and it was so pretty heavily discussed at the time. There's not really kind of the credit for this. Um, essentially, what happened was is World Net Daily at the time was saying that uh, the U.S. Customs and Military Intelligence were tracking a shipment of 4,000 consoles ordered by Saddam Hussein. And then, you know, whatever happened behind closed doors, the discussion was is that they were using the, the processing power. Because at the time, you got to remember, PlayStation 2 was a very fucking powerful unit, you know, for, for what it was. Um, was was being used to, you know, build a, a supercomputer, um, mm-hmm. you know, that Iraq was going to use for whatever the fuck they were using. He definitely this this also popped up again with the PlayStation 3, too. Um, yeah, he definitely wouldn't use, I don't know, computer parts to build a supercomputer. I mean, PlayStation <laughs> is obviously the number one choice I would go with. But I'm like, hey, yes, that I need to build something crazy that's oh. going to, like, you know, take over the world. A lot of PC gamers and, and PC enthusiasts made a lot of fun of this at the time that it came out. So any merit to this? Do you think there was any merit in, in, in using the supercomputer to kind of um, build something? Oh, there always is. I'm sure uh, what's his nuts over in North Korea is working on one right now to do whatever the hell he's whatever. But he's probably going to use... Uh, Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I find it to be entirely plausible that they thought that they could do this. Um, that uh, that that the thought crossed their mind uh, that they could, you know, bungee cord bunch them together, plug yeah. them in together. Yeah, just like like put them all together in a room and link them together with Ethernet cables, and they would just magically somehow turn into a supercomputer. But um, I think uh, you know the the consensus basically from what I remember when that when this all happened 
that as soon as like people who knew what the hell they were talking about came out and said, no, it doesn't work like that. You, 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 you know, even if you have all these processors and all these systems and all the, and all this hardware, you still need the right software to get it, to make it all work together. And mm-hmm. we don't think anybody over there has anywhere near the skill, skill level to do anything remotely close to this. So that, um, so they play a lot of call of duty. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that must be it. <laughs> See, yeah, never mind. Oh, I don't want to be insensitive, but I mean, I, again, this is, this is, you know, it's, you know, just what goat just said made me think, Oh, maybe it was actually just training for their soldiers. But and- <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Who knows, man? I mean, why not? I mean, it, they would use it as a, a grab for American intelligence, thinking that that's actually how we work. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, America does the same thing, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so coming back to, um, I, I've got a couple here. Um, so coming back to ones that are more more urban legend than conspiracy theory, but I mean, really, is there that much difference? Um, so, so there's an interesting thing about Fallout Three. Um, um, there's uh, throughout the game, players pick up radio signals in the wasteland. If you guys have played the game, you know, mm-hmm. of former Washington, D.C. Um, the function of the radio serves as a mean of broadcasting old pop songs, updating missions, and generally working to build a fuller game world. Um, the device also apparently predicts the future. Um, occasionally, uh, a series of numbers which sound like Morse code will be broadcast um, throughout your Pip Boy. Um, the story goes that the code predicted, uh, that the code translated predicts, predicted the Deepwater Horizon oil rig disaster right down to the day and hour. <laughs> so, you know, just uh, just one, one of those. I mean, like, obviously it's not true. Like, the people of Bethesda are not fortune tellers, but it's just, it, it's, it's an interesting uh, note that, that this is the kind of thing that people notice and, like, start to talk about. Um, another one, of course, and I think this, See, is, this is, yeah, sorry, go, go ahead. The 1550 people I, I'm impressed with. The people who played enough to figure out the Morris code in the game need to buy a different game. <laughs> You're officially done playing that game at that point. Yeah. You've done it all. I, I, I can, might be I right can, about that. I can near proudly say that I did not take the time to decipher the Morse code coming over the pillow. <laughs> um, the, the other one, again, this is more urban legend than conspiracy theory, but I mean, really, what's the difference? Um, the is probably about one of the most popular urban legends that that truly is not is verifiably um not true is the uh is the nude code that has supposedly been in every single lara croft game I think. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> yes, yeah and sims um, game well well the, the, that's something different um yeah all the way back from the first Tomb Raider, uh, rumors began circulating that there was a uh, that there was a code that you could punch in um, to why? make Lara Croft naked. For I don't why? know why I don't know why, why wanna, we... I don't know why you'd want to watch a stack of Legos run around in flesh with triangle boobs. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so you know, just just given given the time and the audience and everything, you can sort of imagine um, what, what the very notion of this idea would do to all the prepubescent boys like playing Lara Croft back in the day. But of course it turned out to be fake. Um, uh, but uh, even to this day, if you go over to like 4chan and like just search for Lara Croft, new, you're, you're going to find one of two things. You're going to find a um, people who are still trying to see if there is one and B, <laughs> People who have come up with patches for the game to make her nude mm-hmm. because that's apparently interesting to some people. Um, mm-hmm. 
and uh, again this is this is like goat said this is triangle boob like you know like not not at all anatomically realistic lara so no, not not good cool not good. that's cool i guess and then um, <laughs> but i mean if you do put it in perspective that would be when we were pubescent children and we were really working with like scrambled porn so anything was something for us i'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one goat <laughs> Apparently, you guys got out and actually talked to women. So, screw both of you. <laughs> Moving on. Next, oh, so that's <laughs> next <good>. topic. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, I, I've got two more quick ones here. Um, are you guys familiar with the the uh, Lost Kill Switch video? Um, uh, vaguely. Okay, this is this is a game that was a this is an article that was also written by Rob Crossley from Gamespot. Um, so, the idea is, according to legend. Um, uh, the Carvina Corporation developed a game uh, named Kill Switch back in 1989. Um, no more than 5,000 copies of this game were produced, and uh, each version would self-delete once completed. So it meant that the market value of a working version soared as each copy deleted itself to the extent that in 2005, a mint-conditioned version was apparently sold on eBay for $733,000 to a Tokyo resident by the name of Yamamoto Ryuchi, uh, Ruichi. Sorry. Um, the story that follows is nearly always told the same. Keen to expose the game to the world, uh, Ruichi set about to publish a Let's Play video. Apparently, a one-minute and 45-second video clip found its way to YouTube, but the footage only showed uh, Yamamoto slumped at his computer in front of the selection screen. With his back to the camera, he does not move, but you hear him crying. Screen goes blank at the end of the video. <laughs> um, so the idea is, is that um, you know you can't find the video on YouTube now. It's not listed anymore. Um, it is curious, but uh, a dozen Kill Switch vi- gameplay videos can be found on uh, YouTube. You can look up a handful of them, meaning that either someone has decided to build a game based on the legend, or you're looking at the real thing, one of the two. That's kind of a creepy fucking... That's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. I wish um, there was more games that delete like, all your personal information, like just wiped your hard drive when they were done. That'd be mm, nice. Yeah, maybe so. Um, the last of these, I want to I want to make something clear before I, I discuss this one. I'm only discussing this because it's apparently something that actually happened, um, and I don't know if this is conspiracy theory so much as somebody built something without really looking at it and putting it into the game. And years and years later, when people could take games apart and look at them, people find all kinds of weird shit. Well, in this particular instance, apparently back in the original Legend of Zelda. Um, one of the level designers or whoever the level designers were at the time built, you know how the, the map scroll side to side up to down top to bottom, various directions. Sure. Supposedly purely based on fucking coincidence. One of the dungeon designs, when you pull the fucking sprites out and lay them flat on a table, it's a fucking swastika. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Um, Nintendo's as it is just purely fucking accident you know, a, a, an accident. I'll screen share to show you what the, what the pulled out map looks like. And again, before I screen I you, share John. this, you got me, I, I, you know, Gamerhead radio does not consone, condone any sort of Nazism at all. No, none of us were good upstanding dudes. This is just to discuss for the fucking, that's not right. Anyways. Okay. You know, so, yeah. okay. So hang on. So, so, so there's something important that, that people need to understand about this is that this, there, there are the, the, the Nazi swastika, 
goes the opposite direction of this. The, yes. the, 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 yep. symbol, the symbol that, that they use is a, is a reversed, a perverted symbol of something that's actually been around for, I think it was a Hindu thing, right? Yeah, um, I believe so. A symbol yeah. of like like peace and prosperity and something yes. like that. So so and this is is going the direction of that. So yeah, yeah. So well, I, it's also <laughs> doubled up in the middle and yeah, right. Whatever. It's a fucking bunch of panels <laughs> put together that happen to look like a swastika, so people go freak out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's kind of an urban legend type thing, uh, conspiracy theory type thing. Uh, Nintendo doesn't do shit like that, man. That's a fucking total no. conspiracy theory. They're good but, people over there. Uh, I've got one more that um, that I think is I think is, is uh, Calvin corrected us and said that that is a Buddhist the the original okay. the, the perversion of the the swastika was a Buddhist symbol. Thank you, so, Cal. thank you, Cal. Um, so I've I've got one more here, and um, this I think to me is the most interesting of all the ones we've talked about here, and this has to do with Lavender Town in Pokemon. Surely you guys have heard about this one. Oh yeah, yeah. John, have you heard about this one? Yes, uh, yes, the I Lavender have. Town suicide spike. Yes, I have. Ridiculous. So back, back in, yeah, so back in 1996, Pokemon Red and Green um, was slotted in nearly everyone's Game Boy around the world. Um, is that right? Red and Green? I'm, re- I'm reading an article off of Complex.com, and it's, I don't think that's right. Red and blue, right? No, red and green. Fire red, leaf green. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, okay. So, oh, fire red and leaf green. Got it. Um, okay, so... Uh, ironically enough, the Japanese weren't part of that uh, statistic. When the game first dropped in Japan, it was supposedly linked to a massive spike in child suicides and illness. The children uh, from the ages of 7 to 12 were either falling sick or taking their own lives outright. The most bizarre thing about the incident was that the children did not fall ill or commit suicide until they reached Lavender Town. Uh, playing, playing, playing this version of Pokemon. Many think the town's score was the cause of the ailments. Um, the, 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 the music of, of this level in Lavender, Lavender Town is it's very, it's, it's, it's very creepy. Is is really the right word for it? Um, uh, the town specific music caused nausea and eventually suicidal tendencies in children. Reportedly, uh, the music was eventually changed before it sh- was shipped abroad uh, over here to the U.S. Um, the above YouTube, uh, and then uh, the, you know, there's a YouTube clip here, um, which is the original score, which I don't currently have a way to share into um, uh, into the um, no. the stream, which of course I don't want to do, just because you know I don't want any of our listeners or watchers to fall ill. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so so this is this is this is this is one of those things where it's like it's 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 one of those things where it's half urban legend, half conspiracy theory, but yet apparently really happened, you know. So it's like I don't know. It makes sense. Um, uh, so, so so go you give credence to the idea that that that. Well, that, you think about it. Like there's there's you listen to certain music when you're in certain moods. If you're forced, like you say, you're in Lavender Town for like ten hours and you're trying to get everything done there, and you're like a completionist. You're gonna listen to that same music unknowingly because you just leave your volume on for ten hours. It's gonna change your mood. <laughs> and, and so, and you you think that this music is I don't know um, um, of a nature where it could affect somebody that much? The music affects everybody. Just yeah. I mean, okay, given fair. I mean, yeah. you know, mu- you know, music. But you I'm know, saying, and even prolonged. But I'm saying, like at this point, it's like prolonged subconscious exposure to it so it, I mean, it's indubitably going to, going to affect you now i don't i don't I, I, so just out of curiosity do you, do you recall from your playthrough of this game was there enough to do in lavender town that would cause you to be in there for a long time no but it's pokemon so you can be anywhere as long as you want to be okay well okay fair um so yeah t- so yeah for for me that's one of the more interesting ones just because it's uh you know it, it's 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 like 
it's like one part conspiracy theory, one part urban legend, one part ghost story kind of a thing. So more than one um, part factual science. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so yeah, that. Uh, so yeah, we hope you guys have enjoyed um, our roundup of some of the um, more interesting um, conspiracy theories, and we branched out into urban legends and ghost stories and just uh, just just weird coincidences. All the fun that is video game lore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and um, so with that, we'll move on to our mailbag. The mailbag question this week was, do you think PC ports of games might be intentionally buggy in order to get gamers over to consoles where piracy is more difficult? Um, so, I mean, yeah, when we brought this question up, I don't, I don't know that we articulated it um, very well when we talked about it two weeks ago on the show, but the idea was, you know, as Charlie explained, just to, just for fucking shits and giggles. There's no, like, you know, oh, but John, but John, to, to be clear, I, I purposefully did not like, I, I, I wanted people to respond to this question just as was like, I didn't want to preposition sure, sure. it by saying like, this is just a joke or this isn't serious or whatever. I wanted to see yeah. how people really respond. To this. A, a few people, Charlie you, guys, has, think, you guys did not disappoint in your answers. Uh, Charlie has baited our audience. Well, <laughs> it's true. It worked out really well. It was, it's funny. Um, so uh, Josh Wright says piracy happens just as much as on console. It's a misconception that it's worse on PC. I don't think any company wants their games to be bugged either, but with greater hardware diversity comes more potential for issues. Um, I do think, though, Josh, statistically, I'm almost certain that it is harder to to pirate a game on consoles uh, at this um, point, unless yeah, you keep that would, console yeah. unplugged. Um, Phoenix Fire says, I, I think it's harder to code a game for such a largely varied system as a PC. There's one Xbox and one PS4 and five billion different PCs. If they were driving poor, uh, if they were driving people over, uniformity would likely be a more realistic reason than piracy. Um, Jacob, Jacob Lipman um, follows that up by saying this um, in response to Phoenix's statement: "It's way easier to optimize for a console with relatively few hardware differences. Sure, over the course of production, there might be half a dozen or so variants." but there are at least, at least thousands of common PC configurations and millions of possible permutations, which is, you know, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, uh, Garris Redfield, who is in the chat currently right now, you guys know, uh, know him in the chat as Dustin Falconer, um, responded by saying, I wouldn't put it past the companies to do that with the right software. It wouldn't matter. Um, Dave McAllister says the issue is that games are coded for a standard console and not prioritized for PC. You don't see the same buggy releases for titles that are primarily PC based later, um, based, excuse me, PC based that later go to console older examples example, but planet side was intentionally on PC and later brought to console without having those issues. That is very true, Dave. Cause I, I'm a huge planet side fan, um, or was of the original game. Um, and, and that was a pretty, pretty smooth port. Um, Dylan Stewart says, I struggle to comprehend this concept because the most, most games I see cross-platform releases regardless. Um, the only logical explanation I could see supporting this theory is that console manufacturers, Sony and Microsoft, etc., use the leverage that comes from having a static set of system requirements to pressure developers to release games faster, resulting in unfinished products being shoved out for PC, which is something that um, I think has some merit. Um, Dave Foster says, how would this even make sense considering that many console versions also ship with bugs, including but not limited to every Bethesda game ever, Assassin's Creed 3, No Man's Sky, Red Dead Redemption, etc. This seems like a conspiracy theory, but I'm not willing to totally discredit it yet. Uh, you would be correct, Dave. That's intentionally why the mailbag was worded this way. 
because um, it's a conspiracy theory show. And then I'm going to save the last response, the best, what I thought was my best response for last, uh, one-time B-Squad uh, co-host and friend Ricky Keller, who is uh, who is who works in the world of development um, and is a very pragmatic soul. Uh, I loved his answer. It just says, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a fucking period, just no. Yeah. Um, um, so that's that's yeah, all I had. Well done. Yeah, j- just just to respond to that first comment, um, I, I I am looking right now, and I'm con- I believe I'm confirming that there is currently not yet um, a way to play pirated games on either the PS4 or the Xbox One, from what I can find right now. Okay. Um, so so just, wow, that's just, interesting. And and yeah, props to them, I guess, because that that's a hell of a um, accomplishment to keep the keep mm-hmm. the modders at bay for so long. Um, now it's possible that what I'm finding is not something that can be easily found on Google, but I'm I'm currently not having any luck finding anything. Sure, um, I'm, just, I'm still waiting for the year when modders find out that when you tamper with something that you have to mod it, it automatically just erases and doesn't power back up and turns into a brick. Yeah, it, it looks like it looks like back in April of this year um, that somebody came out with a jailbreak for the PS4 that allowed you to run Linux on it if you had um, an old version of the firmware, firmware 1.76 or below, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but but no mention of running pirated games. Um, so so yeah. Uh, yeah, Linux so is what I want. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I, I can't explain it. Um, so uh, we have uh, we have some more comments here. Um, so on our Facebook page, um, uh, Danny Meckler responds. And he says, "Game uh, game games run well on consoles because and and this is something that was echoed by several people. And you're all correct. Um, games run well on consoles because you only." have to play test games on two consoles usually um if x plays well and p plays well then xbox and playstation i'm assuming he's referring to uh then ship it there's few differences between models of each console maybe sometimes it gets a new chipset or a different manufacturer of hardware but more or less two versions now think of the many thousands of combinations of hardware there are to create a computer multiple operating systems tons of different manufacturers probably millions of differences currently there are for example 397,535 different results for graphics card on amazon try coding for Jesus that many Christ. hardware setups yeah that no, I, 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 I imagine that number is inflated by the same card being sold by different people but but still it, it's a it's a lot he's not wrong um so no, I completely disagree with this with this concept. Um, it's not intentionally buggy at all. Um, it's just far easier to make the game run on product X and product P. Each time one of these game breaking bugs is discovered, it's on a small portion of machines with very specific hardware. Skinless Assassin's Creed, for example, was like one percent of gamers who experienced <laughs> it. Um, but the internet blew up the problem, made it seem like anyone who bought the game would have those issues. Um, which I did point out is kind of basically what I said uh, when I when we were talking about this initially. Yes, hardware issues are, are by far. I'm sure the biggest, um, um, you know, and possible possible hardware configurations and combinations are by far the biggest reason of these issues. Um, didn't make the question any less fun to ask, though. Um, but uh, uh, Amanda Hall says, uh, for, well, first of all, she she lamented that she that she thought she saw the mailbag question late, but she did not. And so then she said, uh, then my reply is basically it depends on the game company. Most companies demand you have a controller regardless, which is kind of messed up. Might as well just buy it for console. Uh, there's very few games nowadays that are legit built for PC. And honestly, I feel like if it's not built for PC, don't even release it there. Like Devil May Cry or Assassin's Creed, they just don't make sense on PC. I, I can see that viewpoint. Um, Robert Garrett did confirm that they did in fact do that for Smile Party 8, Death to the Infidels. Um, so, so at least we have 
one example of this happening in real life. By the way, this is a made-up game uh, by a made-up person. Um, and then uh, Brian Lesser s- says, today on Tinfoil Head Radio, which, by the way, Brian, I do have to say, it was that exact comment at that moment where uh, we just needed to talk about conspiracy theories in general for this show. So thank you for assisting in the topic decision. Um, all joking aside, no, some developers are just that incompetent with making a PC port. That incompetence, sadly, falls on us as consumers. Uh, we all saw with Arkham Knight, and I've also seen it with Mortal Kombat. Uh, John, I'm sorry, I forget. Is it 10 or X? How do I pronounce that? Both. Either, it doesn't matter? Okay. Mortal, Mortal Kombat 10X, I'll say that, uh, which is finally getting the Season 2 content months after the game, uh, after the console version had it. It's X. Um, it's Mortal it Kombat X, X okay. yeah. Mortal Kombat X. Um, yeah. As well Perfect. as... As well as Street Fighter V, who thought it would be a good idea to make it an anti-cheat driver out of code found in many rootkits. That's that's yeah. We I don't even think we covered that. That was that was uh, that was dumb. Which one? Um, so they 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 put out an update to Street Fighter V, which um, included um, anti-cheating mechanism. But the the way that they did this was by installing a driver on your computer. This is this is a, this is a, a PC specific thing, by the way, um, and that that the driver was I didn't look into the you know, really get into the technical details of what this thing did, but it basically in, is was some sort of anti cheating mechanism. However, the dry the driver was so poorly written and that it basically allowed it basically opened a a giant gaping hole into allowing other people to run code on your computer and just you know, allowing your computer to be hacked. <laughs> basically, Whoops. anybody who knew about this vulnerability. Um, it, it installed itself with basically full administrative permissions to like to like the kernel. And so it basically it could do whatever the heck it wanted to your computer if somebody knew That's about awesome. this vulnerability and took advantage of this driver to to do stuff. It was it was it was it was a horrible, horrible idea, horribly executed. Um um yeah and and brian continues i now feel bad for the guy that made that anti-cheat driver as his computer is probably now (laughs) probably very very well so um replies over in the players club uh mitch tayo says like any conspiracy theory the actual execution of that would be much less plausible than the simpler rationale the fact that all pcs all use different hardware combinations and consoles are much more standardized i'm sure that any pc port there's a certain hardware configuration probably matching the devs test pcs that works beautifully actually yeah that makes that, that makes some sense i wonder if that would yeah they should just do that they should just say like this is like the this is like the the, the gaming standard yeah this, this this is this is the perfect combination of hardware that we tested this on and we 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 validated this this exact specific combination of hardware um hell even like make make Dell pay for the sponsorship or whatever um, if you want it to play like we played it get this yeah yeah um Dana Bue says uh that's a good one though as a software developer I'll have to remember that it makes us much look much more competent <laughs> so um, <laughs> sure um uh Brian Collins says can't they offer free updates to those who have a pirated copy so so positing that maybe the pirated copy you know the piracy angle was the correct angle um uh, for this, you're saying, could, wouldn't it be easier to just um, have it so that with those with a pirated copy, made it so that anytime you did something successful in the game, you just blow up? Um, they basically did that with Grand Theft Auto several years ago, and it was pretty successful and pretty fun to watch. Yes, I, yes, there have been many games that have uh, 
Um, um, uh, well, you have the No Fly Batman. Yeah, the, yeah, the No Fly Batman. There, there's been a couple of those too that have had fun with pirators, which I, I think is hilarious. Um, and I, I say that as a former pirater. I'm not. I'm. I'm mildly ashamed to say, but not the for. I'm. I'm. I'm happy to say I'm former. Um, oh, and everybody, everybody in the early days of the internet, I think it should be fair to be said that in the early days of the internet, we did not truly understand the responsibilities of the awesome power at our fingertips, and everybody did some shitty pirating early in the fucking early ass fucking early days. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. Still um, on that island. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and Daryl Moore says um, that's a long time plan um, that most studios cannot afford to tailor towards. I do think, however, that PC ports aren't given as much attention as our console counterparts. I, I think that is um, very very likely. Um, uh, yeah. So do you guys have any other responses? No, that's everything I had for this week. Okay, cool. Um, and then uh, we don't have any emails this week, so Songbird, we miss you. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so that's uh, that's everything for this week. Goat, um, uh, do, uh, is there anything unusual that you would like to let people know about, other than the fact that obviously you're on tour? Uh, I'll be in Chicago Tuesday for okay. about twelve hours, <laughs> and then we um, head east at the Concord Music Hall. I see. Yes, good room. It's a good room. If you uh, if you get free time, I know it's Tuesday night. It's kind of weird, but. Um, I mean, you know, you want to go on nostalgia with photo barrier, flaw, and dope. The Congress is, or the Congress, so much. The Concord <laughs> is a far better venue than the Congress, and uh, well worth coming out to. <laughs> it looks like uh, looks like tickets are still available for eighteen dollars, and um, yeah. So if you want to go see uh, Goat and some bands that are, and, that if, are and if you're not, uh, look at our tour dates and uh, check up later. I'm heading east, so. Anything from Chicago East in the next couple weeks. <laughs> um, so yeah, John, how about you? Um, you know what? Uh, my vacation wraps up at the end of this weekend. I'm off, you know, through tomorrow, and then it's kind of back to the uh, the soul crushing day job that I loathe um, uh. and don't talk about ever because I hate it so much. Um, uh. But um, after that, uh, you know, the the I mentioned earlier that we were moving my brother's uh, studio, and uh, the Vias Revealing Studio is being completely moved there's a whole bunch of rejiggering uh happening you know in the in visa villains world I, I mean some of the things were from shakeups we've talked about in the last couple months i mean there are some huge overhaul plans coming some long needed overhaul plans but uh those that are watching and listening to the the show that are visa villains fans um i had a conversation with my brother today for about a half an hour about some of the, the big plans that we have to wrap up recording on murder in the art i swear to god it's almost done um we just have had maybe nick and i've talked about shooting a documentary to break down the fucking speed bumps of the recording process of this record and why it's been so hard um and no it was not because of metal gear entirely <laughs> entirely entirely 50 percent um, i'd say 20 percent. the remaining 80 percent was the most um insane stream of shit happens i could possibly fathom to explain um but you know, it's almost done. We we made some investments, uh, you know, where guitar recording is concerned because really, with the exception of some fine tuning, um, a little bit of um, a little bit of vocal work that Nick wants to finish up and that I need to do, and then tracking the guitars, of which only about twenty percent of the record has guitars tracked on it. Um, it's like ninety percent of the way done. I'm going to say this record is ninety percent finished. Nick's just making a couple of adjustments, maybe writing some last minute songs to swap things in and out he just wants the pacing and flow of this thing to be right so it's almost there that's all i'm going to be working on for now 
I don't think we're going to book a Halloween show this year. Don't quote me on that, but I'm almost positive due to another contract for something non-VS for Villains related that my brother just signed up for. He's going to be working through the month of October, so I think that's going to end up happening uh, in lieu of anything VS for Villains related. So that's that's all we're going to be working on is murdering the art uh, in the world of VS for Villains. And then, uh, you know, for me on a personal level, not anything noteworthy. We'll just say that, um, at least not right now. So that's that's it on that front. Okay. What about you, Charlie? And, uh, and in my side of the world, well, Cider Fest is is obviously the thing that I've been talking about for months. And well, that's well because it's 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 a huge deal. It's very important to me. It's it's something I'm very proud of, and it's taking up a lot of my time. So, um, it's uh you know it's uh you know the, the schedule is completely online. Like I said before, um, we don't we probably won't have anything really to announce. But you know, over the next month, it's just going to be working on um on uh you know, on all like the merch and art and like, you know, badge art and posters and things and all like the different swag and, 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 and printable stuff that we're going to have a comp in the comic book together and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. So that'll be over like the next, next week or two. And then there's that like two week period, like, you know, like to get everything ordered without having to pay rush fees, it all has to be like done in like the next week or two. And then, so from that, from like, then that last two week period before con is in like the quiet before the storm, like all the work is done, all the prep is done, all the stuff's ordered, you know, stuff's being delivered. And then you're just in that point now where it's just like, okay, I've done everything that I can do. That's going to make it really make a difference pre-con. You know, we can do, kind of do some like little planning here and there, but at that point, like the con books out to print, like you don't want to change anything if you can help it. So um, that uh, I'm sort of looking forward to that little bit of downtime. Um, just, uh, just being able to relax a little bit. And then before I, before I head up to, uh, to Milwaukee, they have probably about just because it's so important to me, just because I've learned so much over all these cons that I've done this last year, like I've between 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 the time that I've had to invest, along with obviously my staff of almost a hundred people, um, you know, the time that we've had to invest into making sure the cider fest is as great as possible, um, the time that I've invested personally into making sure that you know that into doing everything I can to help with that goal, um, the guest list we have put together, the musicians we have put together. I mean, like I I don't I don't feel bad in saying at all. Like I think that this is really just going to be like the best time that I've had all year. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to it. And then, um, yeah, no, I, it's just, it's just, it's going to be great. I mean, so uh, I'm just, I'm just really excited. So, um, so yeah. And, um, you know, just, uh, uh, um, just a stupid thing that I just want to th- throw out there. It's just cause it's, 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 it's of relevance to this show. Um, so yeah, I'm going to pull up a picture here. And, um, so, so there's a, there's, there's a team that goes by the name of, uh, fire team harmony, um, which is a, a group of, of people that have gotten Spartan suits, uh, from, from halo, have uh, painted them up and um, to make them be um, be color schemed like um, like the uh, like the, the the main six ponies from the show, and they are going to be at Ciderfest. And I'm just am super excited to meet these guys because they 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 they've gone to cons before and they have like a YouTube channel and they're just really funny. And um, so so yeah, they they like we didn't know they just announced that Fireteam Harmony was going to be coming to Ciderfest, and that just that just made me really 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 happy. So. Um, so yeah, I'll 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 see you for the show if I can snag an interview with them just uh just uh, just because it's of relevance, but um, but uh, but yeah. So anyways, I'll stop babbling now. Um, I'm just excited about Cider Fest. Um, but uh, but yeah. So um, like we said before, just uh, um, keep an eye on social media to find out what our our mailbag slash topic is going to be for next week's show. 
Um, but aside from that, if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio. We're also I am at CK Charlie. Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, and John is at the Fallon Flynn. Um, you can uh, email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 94926-GAMER. Um, you can download the official GamerHead Radio app if you have an Android device from the Google Play Store, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, um, TuneIn Radio, or with your podcast downloader of choice, um, and as, as well as on YouTube where you can find us broadcasting live here uh, weekly, um, typically at 8 p.m. Central. Um, uh, but yeah, so with all that being said, thank you very much for uh, watching, listening, subscribing, participating. Thanks for everybody in the chat room. We've had a really great audience in there today. Um, this has been episode 187 of Gamerhead Radio. You're live. Okay. Uh, 187. Did it at 187? Apparently, go to Max Headroom now. <laughs> Sorry, I just woke up. Like I said, um, I got thrown a whole bunch of information, and I have a bunch of people yelling and screaming outside of my curtain. So, yeah, you're going to hear a lot of it. So, we're off today. So, 187. Yes, we're, we're, li- we're, we're live, by the way. And we are live. Okay, so we're just we're just going to roll through this. <laughs> Smooth as butter. Nobody's even noticed. Uh, this is uh, GamerHead Radio. Uh, I'm to go.
And lead in. Do, 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 do. Lead in. Um, the closest oh, thing shit, I had there. was something relating to Goat's Destiny. <laughs> um, or, or, okay. Okay, here you go. Any three three ways for you. It could be uh, today on Gamerhead Radio. Tune in to find out <laughs> find out how Charlie toots his own beard. <laughs> John, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Horn. No. Tune in to listen to us discuss <laughs> John's neck beard, Charlie tooting his own horn, Goat's Destiny and Video Game Conspiracy Theories. <laughs> What was the what was the destiny reference? I'm I'm forgetting that. We we made, we cracked a cracked a funny about about goat's destiny. I don't remember what the fuck it was anymore. Cause I think it was the Girl Scouts. Pudding brain. Uh, I yeah, I don't remember the context at all. But okay, sure. Um, so so yeah, so goat, you got that. So t- so today on Gamer uh, Radio, tune in to find out. Or what was it, John? Uh, today on Gamer Head Radio. Uh, Tune in to listen to us talk about John's neckbeard, Charlie tooting his own horn, and and Goat's Destiny. Uh, the video game conspiracy theories. And, and video game conspiracy theories. Uh, that's a lot to remember. <laughs> we can do it. You can do it in chunks. Okay. Today on Gamerhead Radio. Here, do you want me to? You want me to? Oh, you can't see the fucking chat because you're on your phone. As I say, you want me to type up a, a script for you? Well, hold on. I thought, you, I thought I thought you didn't have the chat on there. I'm just gonna back out. I think uh, not the hangout, the actual or the uh, the 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 in the in the video chat. Yeah, I got that. Uh, the, I'm the, talking right. to you now, looking yeah. at the chat. All right, I'm gonna type it up for you today on Gamerhead okay. Radio. Listen, I think it's in the, it's in this chat though. Just type the word poke goat. If you can see that, you're in the right place. Otherwise, if you need it in just our normal hangout. And chat, when you get to your that. part where you say goat's destiny, uh, you just say in my destiny, I would imagine. Really, John? Thanks for piecing it together for me. <laughs> Shut up, goat. <laughs> Ooh, 232. Lots of cut there. Hey, so while John's typing this up, I just want to share something interesting with you guys. So, so, so we got one of those um, uh, a while ago um, for I think it was like Michelle's birthday or Christmas last year. It was a while ago. We got one of those Soda Stream like you know soda makers with like the yeah. you know the the, the things. The, the thing um, we had in the eighties, and they just remade it where you make your own personal soda. Yeah, that was in the eighties. So yeah. I, I, I didn't I didn't remember that. Mm. Um, so there you go, goat. We got one of the. We uh we got one of the bottles that is dishwasher safe because apparently the normal ones aren't, which I think is very weird. But I just noticed something weird on this bottle. Mm. This bottle has instructions to not use after December of 2017. Oh, we well, got time. To not use after 12 of 2017. What a weird thing to put on a bottle. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. But uh, goat, do you do you are the chat you're looking at? Does it have the John no. uh, posted there? You see that? right now. Go ahead. There's a there's an image of it so you can scroll it larger. It's easier to read. Uh, nope. Yeah, it's gonna just, be in. It's gonna be in this call. I, yeah. I, yeah, I sent it to you. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. It's it's showing up now. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Sorry. Apparently, I don't have blistering technology in the middle of the airport. Of it's all right. It's all right. 
And then, How dare you, sir? Hey, I think we're doing pretty good here with uh, me being on the show in general compared to usual tours. Yeah, and we didn't have any drop-offs this week, so hooray. Yeah. <laughs> Progress. Knock on wood. Verizon does it again. Shooting his own. Okay. <clears throat> Are you ready? Yep. All right. Yep. Today on Gamer Red Radio, that's <laughs> Easter eggs. Yeah, I screwed that up bad. <clears throat> All right. Please. Today on Gamer Red Radio, that the damn it, John. Is that John? It was John, wasn't it? It was me. Yeah, see? Yeah. That's actually warranted because I do it to you all the time. All right. <clears throat> Today on Gamer Red Radio, tune in. Tune in to listen. Tune in to listen. Tune in. <laughs> Okay. It was just weird, like reading on my. You sound like a right nervous there. guy pacing outside the <laughs> office of a fucking of a of a uh, an audition. Like you're preparing for your interview or audition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna walk into a yeah, walk in there and just be like, "Hey, how's it going?" All right, here we go. Today on Game Radio, Radio, tune in to listen to us. Damn it, why is that so weird to say? Into listen to. There's too many twos in there. Tune in and listen to us. No. Tune in to listen to. Is it just me or is it, does that sound weird? Tune in to listen to. Hello? Yeah, um, I think it's good. Okay. I just saw it's, it's, it's weird, but I don't know. It sounds weird. All right. Today on Game Red Radio, tune in to listen to us. See, that's just weird to say. I don't know what I'm saying. Hey, we'll call that a winner. That'll work. Yeah. I don't know why that tune in to two, that the, the two, the two twos are screwing me up bad. <laughs> I can't imagine go that you and two twos don't get along. Um, oh, we're on stage is fine. Off stage is a little different. <laughs> all right. So uh, to everybody who's still watching, thanks very much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you all. Uh, heart sees. Oh, I, 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 never mind. That didn't happen. Um, you guys have a good night. Thank you.
Um, so, gentlemen, was there anything that that came up in this episode that you think would make a worthwhile um, uh, mailbag topic? Or, or you know, I, I have week? an idea for a mailbag topic for us for the coming week, which I think would also make an interesting feature. Um, you know, the, the the mailbag doesn't necessarily tie directly into the idea for the feature, but they kind of lead to each other. We were talking about pirated games. Um, I I kind of would not mind asking people if they have ever if they've ever pirated a game. Um, you know, in, in, in their time playing video games. And if they did, what that game was. How do you guys feel about that? Um, I, I mean, the, 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 my, my knee-jerk reaction to that is I'm not sure that, that, that many people would be willing to incriminate themselves. Um, <laughs> you know, right. um, but uh, um, so, so, so instead of that, um, uh, do, 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 the, so, so John, before you joined the show, um, uh, quite some time ago, we actually had a feature where we had a uh, reformed pirate on the show. Hint: It was actually me. Uh, um, uh, where I, or, so, so I basically came on and I talked about how I actually used to be a pretty regular pirate, uh, a pirater of video You've games. You've talked and, about um, it a couple times while I've been on. Yeah, I used to have quite a quite a collection of. He used to meet people in back alleys and brown bags. And it was it was a bad thing. We had to drag them out. It was just um, virtually. If the alleys were websites <laughs> and the brown bags were torrents, yes, that that's accurate. <laughs> um, and uh and uh but um you know it, it's been a minute and we could we could certainly revisit that again in some fashion um, i wouldn't mind doing that coming up but i think a lot of that depends on goat are you going to be able to join us next week or no where the fuck am i next week uh, <laughs> i know you never ask a guy on the road where they're going to be a week. let me let me check my records well the reason uh, i ask is because i would certainly like to revisit that topic for sure because i didn't get to participate in it when you did it originally and i think it would be fun the idea that i had as an alternative topic which again is something i kind of want goat to be around for because i feel like this would be a really fun show okay um I wouldn't mind talking about if we've never talked about it on the show or if you think it's been long enough um, before I was on. Um, there is a pretty comprehensive list of video games for various platforms that never saw release or release past beta. And I would kind of like to talk about, I think that would be a really fascinating topic. Abandoned to video games? Yeah, abandoned video games that were never released, but that some people got to play. I've played a bunch of video games that did not see release. Um, so I have some like hands-on experience with that, and I also think it would be fascinating to kind of showcase some cool games that never saw release, um, which I think as an alternative mailbag topic um, could be, um, you know, about about you know video games that maybe didn't get released that people wanted to be released, or um, you know, so, something some way to tie that into mailbag, you know. So, so is there a game that you were ever really looking forward to that you were really disappointed that was got canceled? that got canceled? Yeah, I think that's a. What do you think, Goat? Sorry, I was counting days. <laughs> what do you think of that for a mailbag topic? Okay, well, I think I'll either be in Pennsylvania or New York. Yeah. <laughs> well, just keep um, us posted. You know. Yeah, yeah, obviously, I was just trying to keep. Uh, what was the thing now? Sorry, I was clicking. Charlie, you worded it better than it was. Um, so, so, so the um, the 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 idea is for for the mailbag question is is was there ever a game that you were really looking forward to that got canceled? Okay. Yeah. And go you, you, go, you are going to be in Rochester, New York. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right before three days of Canada. Uh, uh, that's we'll correct. See. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> um, um, you know, and we'll we'll. 
So, um, so yeah, so you'll be an hour you'll be an hour ahead of us at that time. So that mm-hmm. to me does not sound like it bodes well for you being on the show. That yeah. would put us at eight thirty. We've been going on typically at eleven. Yeah, we might have to move some move and shake some some. Okay. Time well, so the question becomes: Do we save that for another time? Because that, that's kind of a fun topic. Um. Yeah. That. Yeah. I would like all three heads I'd to say be on, that. on for that one. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um. Okay, so so, um, God, I don't know. Okay, so we we don't know. We we have not yet decided, and we but won't. Why, do, why don't we finish up mailbag and then drop it into the edit afterwards so that we don't keep the viewers? Uh, well, um, mailbag's done. Mailbag's done. You know, what, so. you know, I, I don't oh, care what the viewers. They can watch us ramble all they want. It's fine. They're here. Um, I hope. <laughs> Do you guys? That's so random. My my right. my Amazon Echo in the other room apparently just heard me ask a question. I, it heard me say, "Alexa." Apparently, um, wow, that's been drinking. Video game conspiracy the, theory, right there. Alexa's going to eat your soul. There yeah. you go. That's it. Um, I'm looking at uh, I'm, I'm looking at the chat room, guys. Uh, people who are still watching the show. If you guys have any ideas for a good mailbag question for next week, um, yeah, throw them at us because we are we are pathetic, and I, I <laughs> am on the road. Mostly, I'm on the road. Yeah, because we have a good um, one, but I'd like to hold that off, given weirdness of life. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, we 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 don't know. We um, you know, I I don't think we're going to come up with it right now. So we'll we'll give it some thought, and we will post some mailbag on social media. And um, so so keep an eye look there. The, look at the normal places; it'll be there. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. right, Charlie. So, right, um, it'll be there. Yes, yes. Especially in the case where it wasn't on the show, I will make I will make a concerted effort to make sure it gets posted. Mm-hmm. Um, There is a there is a group of, of of guys who go by the team of um um oh shoot I just lost the name it was just in my head <laughs> um good shout out yeah good shout yeah. out uh, you, you, you shut up goat um well, I, while you're you're figuring that out Charlie I just realized that the same weekend you're going to be at Cider Fest is the same weekend I'm going to be at the whiskey so we have that going for us. <laughs> in um 